While we'll be consuming alcohol throughout the show, should you choose to join in, we ask that you only do so where it's legal, safe, and in moderation. We also welcome your feedback and suggestions on our Instagram at Movies Rock Podcast. And should we say anything rude, non-inclusive, or otherwise wrong, we apologize in advance. We are affirming of all, so with that being said, offense or ill will is never our intent. Now let's get back to the show. of movies on the rocks and we are the whatever motor boys motor 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 boys motor 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 boys motor 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 do it get 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 it girl show me show me what you got take it take it to the floor drop it drop drop it no okay okay sorry my daughter was watching rio this weekend so okay that is actually pretty funny that was a pretty funny Callback. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know all the words, but I know the gist of it. You but um, as, as I'll just enough. so this guy's just, name is Tomas. Just to make me dangerous. That's what it is. So oh, as always, we are the Motor Boys. This is Movies on the Rocks. We're here to talk shit about movies, uh, talk shit about each other, talk shit about Derek's giant hands. Uh, he's uh, he's <laughs> he's really four foot two, but his hands are like an extra foot long each, uh. and his wingspan is somewhere around six feet. So. His hands make up for it. So he basically just... stretched me to be like an albatross. Yes, <laughs> Derek yes, yes. is a like, part-time arm wrestler champion. You're like a, oh, you're, you're, you're like a, you're like a fucking heron. You know? I'm retired. I'm past my prime, guys. Yes, over the top. Yep. You know? yep. so... just can't keep up with them kids. <laughs> no, no. So anyways, but hey, we're here to talk about movies. We drink. We talk a lot of shit. And we just kind of enjoy ourselves. Um, as always, I am Tomas. I'm here with Derek. Hello, hello, everyone. And Elias. Buenas noches. That was, that was painful. My goodness. <laughs> so yeah, so but uh, but yeah, so before we get, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I just heard a scream in the background. That is my child having a good time. I'm sorry. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh no, 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 I didn't know what it was. I was like, oh my god, am I hearing shit? No, it's cool. I always liked screaming child. Screaming children is pretty fun except it's a nice ambiance right yeah <laughs> except, when they're, in, except when they're in the basement home. yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways but uh but yeah so uh before we get started on the news fellas what are we drinking today i'll start uh, yeah do it i'll start i am of course Cracking. as always it's no it's crystal light lemonade okay. but i mixed in Bourbon. What? Which type? Uh, whistle pig. All right. That does it taste better when the left field gets? I have no idea because I'm not a bourbon guy. This was a, yeah. this was kind of a gift from uh, my neighbor. He came over one day. Actually, my Cuban neighbor, who's a badass, and he just moved over here. And he actually, when he was a kid, he used to live in Mich- in Michelle's neighborhood. That she her family's there now. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here! Small fucking world. weird, dude. It's super Same small age? world. Uh, no, he's about he's about uh, ten years older than me. Ten years okay. older than me, something like that. 
but uh but yeah like he's I, his whole story like he went to app state for a year then he moved to Miami, back to miami as fiu his dad like like owned a business he was raised in like venezuela then moved to miami then lived in north carolina whatever it was, it was a whole thing and it was just funny but because just it's just Derek. It's how Cubans are, dude. Like for some reason, we fight each other, and then you're connected somehow, and that's how he's connected. He like lived in my neighborhood, my wife's neighborhood, like where her mom and her brother live now, where Michelle grew up in when she was 15 years old until she moved out with me. So, how's oh. your drink? <laughs> it's Let's a see. bit strong. Pucker smell. up, pucker up, Buttercup. Let's see this bad you, boy go. You need a pink Flannies cup. I'm gonna see if I get you one next time. Oh, good. Oh, that's as bro. That's as fucking smooth as the other side of the goddamn fucking pillow, bro. What is it? Oh, oh shit! Squig- squiggly pig, whistling pig. What is it? Whistle the pig. Other side of the pillow, <laughs> bro. It says, bro. It is as smooth as Sammy Davis Jr. is fucking <sighs> a singing badass, bro. Jesus. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh my God! Anyway, mm. Elias, tell me what you're drinking, please. Uh, I'm keeping it uh, less fancy tonight. Uh, I came in my pants. Oh God! Yum. People did not choose to listen to this for that. I had some Glenlivet, twelve year. Oh, nice. Maybe 15, 12 year. Yeah. Very Since cool. I How wasn't allowed to bring wine here. It's delicious. Um, having it neat, but uh, I would have preferred like, some wine. But Tomas is. Uh... You can have wine and, and after. <laughs> Look, look, I don't even right like there. wine. If you and want you're to keep bitching about wine. it, bro, you can have wine. Second half. I just want you to have I'm good. I'm good. Because I decided to go different today. So, you know. I'm going to do an old fashioned uh, next time. Aye, okay, nice. In the refill portion, I super happy. Yes. Super happy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? We, you know what we got to show, show Derek is those videos what is of, this uh, show? <laughs> of, of uh, Gayo and uh, Cole Gay. Oh, no. I don't, we'll have to show it to him. We'll show it to him off air. Off air. Off air. Oh my god! And it, well, the lisping is exactly where Tomas pulled it from. That's exactly yes. where he got it from. Yes, off air. Okay. <laughs> All right, Derek. Oh what are you drinking god. tonight, brother? I made a trip to the local liquor store and brought myself a new gem back, one that I have never tried before. This is called uh, Magner's Irish Cider Cider Original. <clears throat> hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, that's nice. It's a cider. It's really nothing fancy at all. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, it's a oh, cider. Really, really light good. flavor. I, I like Tastes that. like um, very. It it is very appley, but it's also like no other flavor. There's nothing else lingering on that. It's just taking a bite of an apple and that's it. So mm. it's all right. It's the most <laughs> bland cider I think I've ever had, but it's very unoffensive. Unoffensive. Right. I've never heard of a. That should be a drink name. Unoffensive. I don't know. Maybe make it. I don't know. Find some way again? to make it offensive. The, what was it called this again? is called a uh, Magner's Irish Cider. I think it, what it should be called. It should be called is that is um. I think it should be called uh, Magnum's. It's mine cider. What? Yeah, Ireland. It's mine. Oh God! <laughs> Can we go to the news desk? This is this show is so fucked already. <laughs> and let's take it to the news. News. 
of the day. The ones is just spinning around in his desk chair. Today, <laughs> in the Eva Lord. 2023. All right, fellas. I don't know what you have for as far as news, but I got something that could be fun. So, um, please so tell me. Let's talk about the Nintendo Switch. Oh, we all know. Yes, we all I got know. news. I got news. I got news. Okay. Well, no, we no, all know ahead. that. We all know that. It basically, essentially, as far as market is concerned, Switch is already coming into the end of life. Um, yep. Yep. It's been around it's, for a good it's, bit. And it's, it's definitely been around hitting the limits. Almost seven years. Seven years is usually the limit of end of life. So there are a lot of rumors, a lot of things going out there, you know, in regards to the Switch. Where everyone's calling it the Switch 2. No one knows what the name is, but they're all calling it the Switch 2. Okay. Yep. Just for, you know, to make it easy on everybody. Um, now, Nintendo has said that they do have something in the works, but they haven't released any information or anything like that. Can I, can I interrupt real quick? Sure. I'm going to call it. It's not going to be the Switch 2. It'll be called the Switch Pro. You think it's going to be called Switch Pro? That's kind of weak. Why That's not? Weak it's sauce. what everything else does. Please, That's continue the Switch Pro. No, it'll be the iSwitch. The iSwitch. No, yeah. Apple would never. Keep it clean and white. It'd be like Switch My Ass. That's basically what it's going to be called. Oh, God, whatever. Here we go. This just <laughs> but, got down to BDSM. Let's go. But, What's the rest of the story? It'll have hand warmers and little squirting, you know, Loops. Uh, water feature <laughs> shoot you in the yes. face. Yes, yes. It'll be like, like the, the, water fe- the water feature would be like a little boy with his penis out and it just shoots uh, you in the face kind of thing. What? Like a little cherub? Like Thanks. a little cherub, yes. Cherub. Exactly. Little cherub. Yeah, it'll be like it'll be like the, the, the statue of David that got broken in Goonies. Yes. The dick fell off. That's my mom's <laughs> favorite part. <laughs> and Chunk. Chunk glues it back yeah. together. That's my favorite part. Hey, my dad, Mikey. Um, so no, but um, no, what? Anyway, so there's a game that hasn't that, that they've been talking about since the since the Switch originally came out. I mean, they released like a teaser video back in 2017 right. for what? What game, Derek? Oh no, I heard about this, but I don't know what it is. It's Metroid Prime Four, basically. Oh, so dude, I totally forgot was, that it didn't come out. There was a a release video saying coming soon for Metroid Prime Four. Back in 2017, when this system first came out, and they still haven't released the game. It still hasn't come out. All they've released is Metro Prime Remastered. They ha- they've just released that. They've never released the new one. So, well, that remaster did look really good. Oh, no. It, I'm not, not going like, to remaster. It's just they like, hire the people that are working on Grand Theft Auto 6, and that's what's taking I, so long? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe they contracted Rockstar. Who knows, bro? But in any way, shape, or form, they they have they they, they have nobody said it, but everyone is kind of thinking that because they just released Tears of the Kingdom for the Switch, okay, and Breath of the Wild was a release game for the Switch originally, they are saying that more than likely they're holding back on Metroid Prime Four to be a release game for the Switch Two. Now, this is just rumors. This is just conjecture based on market people. who That's what they think. But Switch I don't know. That makes sense to me. So looking at previous Nintendo releases, hasn't Mario been the go-to game every time? Yeah, but they can yes. pump out another one of those. Yes, but they just released Super Mario Brothers Wonder, the new one. Oh, I didn't know with that. The hat? That's the one with the hat, right? No, that's Odyssey. 
That's Odyssey. Oh. That came out with it during a release. It was like in the first year of the release or first okay. year. But they just came out with Super Mario Bros. Wonder, which is kind of a side-scrolling version of Super Mario Brothers. Excuse me, Super Mario Brothers. But it's like more uh it's more um it's more it's three D. It's more three D. It's like it's it's nicer looking. Mm, Plus the okay. way the way it moves with the uh with the the, 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 the CPU. Yeah, it's really nice. Like it's real smooth game. So they just released it, you know, this week. You know what I'm saying? So it's just not this week, they just released it in the last month or so. Uh last Ooh, couple so months. I mean, like when it comes to releasing the next console. I mean, we talked about this a few episodes ago. They're, they can't possibly be trying to do that within the next year. It'll be next. I, I even saw an article about this. They were saying that it's likely to be released um, for the holiday season next year. So at possibly. the end of 24. And I which also heard anecdotally. Year, which would which hit that seven-year mark. Well, and they, that, they were also saying that uh, Sharp is going to be the company that does all the LCD screens for it. Oh. Um, and Sharp disclosed at their shareholder meeting that they were expecting a big uptick in their revenue because they were being part of an up-and-coming gaming console. That was their words. Freaking right? awesome. They couldn't, they couldn't say Switch, right, um, necessarily. Does or Sharp Nintendo. even make TVs anymore? They just do nope. monitors Sharp now. Sharp and Samsung and I think LG, they're the big players right now. Um, for monitors? Anytime, for LCD screens, um, oh. OLED monitors, all the displays. Yeah, Samsung is absolutely in the lead. But, um, Sharp, yeah, Sharp, Sony, Sharp, Sony, and, and Samsung? Uh, oh, yeah, Sony. Well, Sony might. Yeah, Sony still makes their own stuff. They don't, they're definitely not on the same level. Maybe the, I think um, LG does a bunch of commercial stuff. Samsung does oh, a lot of experimental LG. stuff. Yeah. Um, Sharp is like mass produced things. Like you always hear like their Quadro LCD with the yellow pixels. Um, that, oh, that's yeah. their big selling point. Gotcha. But yeah, there's only a few big players out there. So, I mean, it could have been any of them. Samsung it, is really great for mobile devices. It's funny how a lot of these companies have gone from, you know, Tomas is asking, hey, didn't Straight they make TVs. TVs or used to make TVs? Yeah. But another example is like Qualcomm. They started making <clears throat> all the chips for cell phones and stuff. And they used yeah. to make phones at one point, but they stopped. Yeah. Or, so what do they do now? Every, everybody's evolved. They all make the fastest processors right now. Yeah. I think we touched they on were, the last call. Yeah, they were. So. Um, they made a bunch of the processors for iPhones for a long time. They oh, Apple yeah. just started making their own M1 chips, that silicon, and now, those are what they run on now. But Motorola, um, dude, another example. It's based off of uh, the Qualcomm chip, uh, the the ARM processors. It's it's and they, they so basically, my, my um, Apple makes their own processors from the ground up, and they're fast and they're competitive and blah blah blah. But in order to make theirs, they have to pay for licensing that Qualcomm owns. Because they own the ARM uh, patents, Patent. so so even though Apple's making their own stuff, they still have to pay Qualcomm anyway. Nice. I mean, I mean, and we can always thank Motorola for cell phones because they had those big ass walkie talkies and shit in fucking World War Two. Yeah, big you know my parents ones. still got one of those things in their attic. Which ones? One of the bricks the from the eighties. Oh, oh, the eighties, the eighties, the eighties brick. Oh yep. shit! Like like fucking Zach Morris. My dad's yep. like, it's, it's an go. antique. I'm like, I have no clue who the fuck you're gonna sell this to, but sure. <laughs> Go for it. You play that stuff. Somebody out there will want it. I'm sure they would. 
Oh my god! Some collector says he he has like a Saved by the Bell collection, and he's he's got an old vintage like nineteen twenties or thirty uh, phone where you got to hold the little receptacle and you got to speak into crank. the spout, and you got to crank, crank him and stuff. Yeah, this is the craziest right tangent up, ever. Right anyway, right give me give me talking four, about four, six, the Switch seven, right now. We haven't been talking about the Switch right now. Okay, that's where we started this conversation. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> operator, operator. <laughs> oh my god! Stop it. Anyway, no, no, but yeah, but I mean, I. That, the thing, and then I saw the, the trailer, and I'm like, "Wow, that's a piece of shit." I'm like, "This we've I've, this has been out for seven years, and no one's like talked about it. Like, it's insane." Like, I was like, "What is going on?" Because it's literally just the music saying "coming soon," and then it just had like a like a like a like a like a, like a backsplash slow, kind of thing, backsplash transition of Metroid Prime Four coming soon. Switch. I'm like, oh my god, that's bro. the thing, though, dude. That's Nintendo it. when they made that Switch, it's it runs like a four-year... When it came out, it was in this exact same processor that was in a four-year-old tablet. So the processor was already four years old when the Switch came out with that. As, as it's Are you saying only, and what they've been able to do with it is insane? It is think, incredible, right? Well, you got to think about it, too. Reliability-wise, it's something that's sure. lasted the, the test of time. It's going to last with all these kids, the dropping, except my son, who's destructive and ended up breaking his Switch. But uh, I've, it, I mean, I've had it, it held since... its own. I've had yeah. it since 2018 and fucking works perfectly, dude. Yeah, dude. They're great. Oh, it's, they're great. They're great. But I still yeah, hate that, that you have to have a stupid subscription to fucking keep your game saves. No, bastards. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Good news. Hey, I've got a story. So I was seeing that there's some companies or uh, there's there's interested parties, investors mostly mm-hmm. that seem to be under the impression that there is a potential sale of disney ah to apple no reverse it what apple being purchased by disney no way so disney, a lot of apples are like of, a multi-trillion dollar company here's the thing here's the thing there are talks that disney will purchase apple probably within the next five years and that's only because Bob Iger is back in charge of Disney. Now, granted, I don't like Bob Iger's moves recently and what he's doing. Other than the shit he's dealing with with DeSantis, that's fucking hilarious. And I think he's a genius for how he's dealing with DeSantis. I think DeSantis is a fucking idiot for the way he thought he could fuck around and find out with Disney. Such (laughs) a waste of effort. (laughs) I mean, like, seriously? But, but, in other words, and other than that, I mean, Bob Iger has cut so much cost right now. Okay. okay. And it's not great. It's not great Look, how he's doing it, but it's the only way he can because Bob I'm telling you now. A terrible job. I don't think they're going to buy. I don't think Apple's going to buy Disney. I think Disney's going to probably sell off a lot of their entertainment stuff, like their like FX and, and Hulu and probably like ABC and get rid of their TV prospects. And then they're probably going to, they're going to get enough money cash for that to purchase Apple. No way. And, I, I'm I, telling you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Why market cap? Apple is worth two point eight trillion. six trillion dollars. That is their net worth currently. And and Disney, one hundred and fifty-eight billion. That is all of their assets, theme parks, media, and subscription services. They are literally a tenth of the size. Just wait. 
No, the ironic never, part. Never underestimate the House of Mouse, my friend. This is this is coming from the <laughs> Disney fanatic. This is why. <laughs> but, but the irony here is too. Steve Jobs, founder of Apple, founder of Pixar, or Pixar. founder of Pixar, sold Pixar to Disney for what seven billion dollars. That's what really made him rich. It wasn't the Apple shares. And no, that's yeah. when he went and, and joined Apple right after that, right? Yeah, because Apple was in the toilet at that point still. Yep. They were doing yep. that. So, so it's shit, complete circle of life. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah, dude. And I, that, that's why I'm thinking that. I don't know if they'll ever buy it. I don't know if that'll ever happen. Either way, either way, I don't think Disney, I don't think Apple wants to buy Disney because that's a that's a train wreck, dude, right now. I, I think Apple's if, more focused on cars. There, there's a uh, money that's going into developing electric cars or vehicles, like, a, like electrical or autonomous. Electric vehicles, yeah. They're looking at electric vehicles. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think, I don't think that's like, like that, that's what they want to get into. I don't I honestly don't think that. Now, granted, they may, okay, they may purchase like the Disney Plus catalog. I could see them doing that to expand their streaming because yeah. they are fucking amazing. I mean. We've all we've talked about it on the show. I know Elias, you've heard us a million times on the show. Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, their streaming service is by far, I think, the best as far as content is concerned. Yep. Like they, it, I, I, they have the most the best shows. shows, quality, quality shows. shows. Now, granted, I haven't seen Crowded House with uh, Amanda Seyfried and what's his name, um, Tom Holland. I heard that show's not that great. But every other show I've seen on Apple TV Plus is fucking amazing. Like, they're all good. Like, Slow Horses, we've talked about. Fucking Foundation oh, yeah. is incredible. That is a I great mean, show. Are you watching Stilo, it? Morning Show. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm watching Foundation, dude. Uh, Morning dude, Show. Dude, that latest season is good, dude. Silo, Ted Lasso. I mean, it, it, it's amazing. They're, all their shows are great because they don't do anything else but their own stuff. Even the movies, whatever movies they do, like track. But yeah, I don't think they want to be in the theme park business, dude. It's just I don't know if they want that. They don't. I don't know if they want that smoke, man. I don't know. It's just me. You're better off building hardware and selling it, or software. For real. Well, no, I also I mean, don't think they're going to get into the the. I don't think they're going to follow through with the car manufacturing business. Yeah. Because I think the only place that they can actually innovate to, to set themselves apart would be autonomous driving, and they're really behind the curve on that. At this gotcha. Point. Um, the, the issue that I've seen a lot of automakers trying to do is they all want to own the potential um, attention space that is the, the car entertainment system. I don't know where I left off. <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about oh, the we're talking car. about uh, whether or not Apple is yes vehicle development. I don't think Apple will get into making their own cars because I think the only place that they can innovate is the self-driving aspect, and they're really behind the curve on that because there's a lot of companies. Software. That are, well, yeah, Tesla's been doing it for a long time, and while they still do it better than most, it's it's it itself isn't perfect. So you know it's difficult. The same with Rivian. The same with all these other self-driving car companies, right? And so. They they've got a lot of ground to make up, but a lot of other companies. I noticed that Ford. I think it's I think it was Ford, Chevy, and GM were saying that they're not going to support Apple CarPlay or Android Auto anymore because they want to have their own systems in those cars, and that way they can essentially own the experience. And whether or not it's advertising, it's essentially the same concept. They want the eye the eyeball time. Right. If you're even if you're looking mm -hmm. at your, you know, air conditioning console, what if it was an ad for something, you know, and I think they're trying to get yeah. to that point. 
And so Google and Apple have done a really good job of having these like integrated apps that are on our phones already logged in, right? My streaming services and whatever else I want to listen to. It's already on my phone. I don't need to set it up on my car in a separate freaking system. But they're pulling back from Apple and uh, Android so that they can kind of make their own. And so yeah. I don't think Apple wants to play <laughs> that game either, right? They're, they're, there's really no reason for them to be in the car other than in your in our pocket, right, at this point. That's what I think, at least. I okay. cannot see a car manufacturer develop a robust car playing app that can... Dude, the interfaces are terrible. You ever tried to, like... They, they are like that's, navigate that's the even OnStar cars that have like this expensive ass subscription. Yep, still trash. It's still trash. My cell phone does a better job. Yep. <laughs> There's no logic to the screens, uh, the sub menus. Yeah, um, acronyms and weird things and weird face. And and then all these like we're not we're getting way into the weeds, but all these manufacturers are like <laughs> and, and they're they're doing the touch screens right, and that's great. But then they put like common things like the volume control or the AC control three menus deep for you to adjust the AC or something like we live in the South, yeah. but it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hot. It's hot. I got heat warnings on my laptop. You know, it's hot. Come on. Yeah, man. Oh my God, <laughs> dude. Anyway, I don't, I don't think, um, it is, I, I totally agree. I, I could, I could see that maybe um, Apple is more likely to get exclusive streaming rights somehow acquiring like the Disney Plus platform. And I don't, I don't know, maybe that maybe the content and, and Hulu could be a good acquisition. But, you know, making movies, producing and distributing movies, um, theme parks, merchandise and all of that IP. I don't think Apple needs all that garbage. They're just going to be able to get like some sort of sweet deal on the content for streaming. And that'll make sense. Yep. That'll make I a good so. sense. Yeah. This, this business that makes, decision there. that makes sense. Yeah. And I think they'll do it in a way where both parties are, are happy. I mean, Disney will probably still get a piece of the pie and they just, they don't have to worry about managing the streaming aspect of it anymore. Kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, your Apple just, membership goes up by four or five bucks a month and they, it already has. Cash is game, I right? mean, yeah, I mean it's it's already probably the cheapest streaming service out there with fucking the best. Apple's content got a there pretty is. good deal going, and they incentivize you because every time you buy a new phone, you get three to six months of free mm. Apple uh, Apple streaming services. Yeah, or, or even like if you like now with the PS Five, you can get one. Oh with wow! PS Five, you could you can download Apple TV, and you can probably I think you you can get it. I think it's a coupon. That's like a unicorn. I've only seen two in the wild being bought. That's like. <laughs> what, um, a PS5? Because <laughs> yeah. they're missing. Still, I, <laughs> you can buy them, bro. You can buy I them. I know you can, but there's one or two that you'll see at the stores. If, it, if Oh, yeah. No, no. If that. It's because I bought mine online via Walmart. Like, Everything's online. I if I have to wait in line for yeah. it, I might as well just wait at home for it. It'd be fine. Everything's online. Anyways. All right. Cool. Um, what else you got? You guys got any, I, I got some nuts real quick. Go so. In honor of uh, Eric not being around anymore, um, I'm going to talk about a little MCU action here. Uh, so they, there's rumors of the cast for the Fantastic Four. Is this another um, movie or a, a, a TV show? It's or? a movie. It's a movie. Oh. It's a movie. They're, yeah, they're always going to release Marvel's First Family as a movie. That was always the plan. Now mm. they haven't released who is they are. Marvel's first family. Shit. Oh, you didn't That's know that a... was that was their cut. That's what they were called. I did, I did, Marvel's no. first family. Oh yeah, dude. 
Oh yeah, dude. They, they, before the Avengers, it was fucking Fantastic Four with Sue Storm, Rich Re- Reed Richards, Johnny Storm, and uh, fuck, what was his name? I don't know the thing, some guy. But they're not. Uh, do you ever watch? Yeah, they are. Reed Richards and Sue Storm are married, and Johnny Storm is her brother. Sister. Is his sister? Yeah, it's, it's Sue Storm's uh, brother. Yeah. And what? then uh, the thing friend. was, the thing was like best friends with Reed Richards. Yeah. So he's not family. You didn't know this? Uh, he's like a brother. He's like Reed Richards. You like, just you, put you know four he, you know people he, in a group and say they're a family. Well, here's the thing. Dude, have you not watched uh, Fast and the Furious? Seriously? Okay. Family. Point made, sir. <laughs> Point to you. You got me. You know what? I haven't been burned that bad in ever. That was a family. good one. I, man, I, family. I tip my hat to you, sir. I tip my hat to you. <laughs> So so okay so they announced this, this, this has been a, a week or so but like the rumors are they haven't announced shit of course Disney hasn't announced anything they wouldn't announce anything probably if, if they would have had a fucking Hall H or whatever they would have done it but they didn't have nobody went to Comic Con this year for whatever reason um so like they, they the the rumors have been that as far as um, Sue Storm the hard rumor and this is like. Everyone is thinking this is already this is like for real. Is Vanessa Kirby is uh, the being cast as Sue Storm? Now, if you don't know who Vanessa Kirby is, look her up. You'll recognize her off the bat. If you've seen Mission Impossible, the last two Mission Impossible movies, she's the British chick who kind of helped out. She also played uh, Princess Margaret on The Crown in the first two or three seasons of The Crown when they were younger. Uh, gorgeous woman is fucking beautiful. And she was also uh, speaking of Fast and Furious, though, she played uh, Shaw's sister in Hobbs and Shaw. So, so the Fast and Furious universe. Oh, she looks like yeah. a twenty. I, I haven't Scarlet. seen that one. That's, that's I don't think I've seen that one. That's actually a really good movie. Actually, it's a very it's a quite enjoyable motion picture. Don't expect too much out of it. It's a lot of the Rock and Jason Statham just being fucking snarky with each other the entire time, and it and and I was there for it, dude. It was great, fucking great. Like they have a scene where they're like in two separate hallways and they're both talking shit to each other about beating up the people with them, and it's fucking one of the funniest scenes ever. Where what? he walks into a room. He walks into a room on one side of this of this like of this like bulletproof glass. The rock walks into a room and there's a giant dude there. And Jason Statham walks into the next room. They're talking. They're both showing like how big they are, how much of a badass they are. And Jason Statham walks in the next room and then like ten guys show up and try to fight him. And what? And the rock is just there like with one dude. And but it's fucking great. It's a great movie. There's so much funny in that movie, dude. So much funny shit in that movie. Does, does Jason bad. Statham just growl throughout the whole movie as well? No, but he he is he is a he, he does act like a Turkish from a fucking snatch like in every fucking movie. Oh he does. my gosh! So, but do do but not only that, dude. Not only that, like like in the movie you have like cameos from like uh uh what's his name Ryan Reynolds and fucking um what's his name the little short dude who's in um the comedian Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. So they're both oh in the God. movie too, which is absolutely hilarious, and they're so funny. Dude, it's it, dude, it's it's worth it. It's just it's worth the time. My daughter loves the movie. Like we watched the movie in the theaters, and she fucking like we were laughing the entire time. Especially Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is like, look, like he acts, he acts like he's like his best friend, like a CIA counterpart, and he's just like, but I'm your best friend, man. He's like you are not my best friend. He's like, why? We tattooed our names on each other. 
see, I have mine. And he's just like, it's fucking great. Oh he's like, I don't even God. know how you got that or why. Like, it's <laughs> great, dude. And I see how, that a dude watch my car. Oh, my I'm God. It's ass. so hilarious. And there's like also like, a, you know how he has the the rock when he posts online his cheats, his cheat day photo, like of what he eats. Oh, yeah. On his cheat that day. pile of food. So, yeah, so like, there's a scene in the movie where he's with his daughter, the actress who plays his daughter in the movie. They're at like a like a like a diner that they go, they frequent, they know them. So they're like, all right, and they're just bringing plates of fucking pancakes and eggs and nothing. And she's like, she's like, you know what day it is? And the waitresses are like, cheat day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, cheat day. Dig Have in. you ever seen he's- how much cod that man consumes in a in a single day? No. Cod. Dude, look at his diet when he gets into fitness mode to bulk up. Oh, I can't I can't remember how many ounces of cod that guy eats, but he eats like 20 times a day. Jesus. Cod is center to like every meal because it's a very he lean basically white. has to have somebody employed just to follow him around with just his cooking for him. containers. Yeah. <laughs> it's dude, it's they they've had a couple of guys on YouTube try to follow his diet. Oh and my a couple God. of guys have seen it through, but it's just disgusting to even think of consuming that much food. And dude, and he works out what like six, seven hours a day. He's an animal, dude. Well, He's an animal. And He's Fifteen plus years big. old. Come on, you get that big, your body just naturally is going to burn three thousand, four thousand calories. I mean, he, he is Samoan, so that actually helps. I mean, his, 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 they got big bones, dude. They're big, big have folks. You, have you seen? I, <laughs> you ever I, see I his have, dad in the seventies? Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Well, his dad, well, his dad's African American. His dad's, his dad's a genetic specimen, though, dude. Oh, amazing specimen. Fucking amazing. And his grandfather, who was also a championship wrestler as well, fucking incredible. His uncles, the the, the angry Samoans, those guys yep. were fucking legit. Isn't Jimmy Snuka I mean, his uncle too, or is that a cousin I don't or some know. shit like that? I think he's like, they're, 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 they're always a cousin. They're all related somehow. But but uh but no, but like, yeah, he uh what a fucking tangent we're on now. But <laughs> but it was a but just smitten but no, over yeah, he, um, this this wrestler from the what seventies and eighties. Uh, <laughs> bro, he's bro, and like it was and and, and I, I loved when he played his dad on the, that that seventy show. Oh he's yeah, like, my son will be the greatest entertainer in sports entertainment history. And he looks like his dad with the mustache yep, and the afro. Yep. It's fucking great. It's fucking great. <laughs> but but he uh. But no, 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 yeah, dude. Like it, it's it's insane. Like what he does, how he can survive the way he is. But I have I have friends, like real fam- close family friends. Like 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 for the kids, I'm I'm like I'm I'm Uncle I'm Uncle Thomas, and then my wife's Auntie Michelle, and they're they live in my dad's town, and they're Samoans in the small town in Louisiana, out of fucking nowhere. They're there, and they and and dude and those the old the, the brother that's like the same age as me. Like he's not that big. He's a he's bigger. He's definitely thicker than I am, but he's not huge. But he has some older brothers. Boy, boy, big folks, <laughs> big Samoan boys. Those are, I would not want to be in a fight with those fuckers, dude. They fucking played football. Well, I mean, they they were fucking offensive linemen. It's definitely something that I think LSU. that uh... large boy, not LSU, but like they went to a uh, fucking Nickel State. But it doesn't matter. Nichols. Oh shit, the one from. Uh... <laughs> They're in What's Homa. Show on Homa. This is show on Netflix. This is dude. the thing. This is the thing. Tomas, you and I are uh, vertically challenged, and yes. I am incredibly envious of folks that can actually be tall. <laughs> <laughs> like we're we're like we're like Alex Mirabal. All we need is a fucking Mario Cristobal. Dude. What That's, I don't last I don't chance know you that reference. last chance you. <laughs> the offensive no, lineman coach at UM is like five feet like, tall. 
He's like five. He's, he's, he's five five, but yes, yes. He's tiny, and he tiny. coaches these look guys are like seven his, feet tall. His absurd. name's his. Look him up. Al, we'll, we'll go move on now. But Derek, look up Alex Mirabal. Mirabal. Am I? I I'll write his name in the in the chat here. But yeah, dude, look him up. Look him up. You'll be like, and then if you if you see him, look up a, a picture of him and the head coach of Mario Cristobal. You're like, holy shit! Not only that, that dude played offensive line in high school. He was a off. He was a starting uh, tackle, I think, for Christopher Columbus back in the late '80s. And the guy across the street that I told you guys about earlier, he played football at Columbus with Alex Mirabal and Mario Cristobal. And I asked them, Mirabal must have been a nut job, right? And he's like, this- no, that dude. <laughs> He's like that dude. He's like that dude is probably the most technique savvy I have ever seen in high school. I played with him. He's like Mario Cristobal, fucking psychopath. That's what he said. He was a fucking psychopath in high school. He was the craziest son of a bitch I've ever been around. I was like, all right, I, that that probably tracks. Dude, I'm dude, looking at he, these pictures and it looks like him next to these players is like a forced <laughs> perception perspective thing that they did in Lord of the Rings somebody, where they made people somebody, look like hobbits yeah, just by having yeah. them closer to the camera. Somebody on like, on like a, a University of Miami podcast, they called him, um, what did they call him? They called him Paper Mario. Oh my like God. <laughs> it looks like somebody like cropped him out of this photo and then put him back in but and didn't just, size him properly yes yes but dude he's fucking he's a fucking dude all these he, offensive linemen they're all fucking job, terrified though, huh? they're all terrified of this little guy he's like that little dog that yap yap yaps on those Looney Tunes cartoons he's but like come on, come on come on let's go let's go let's go dude he's got some yeah, dude. he's got some angry faces I'm seeing here online oh yeah dude he's he's a fucking legit dude but either way, but yeah, no, dude. Going back to what we we're saying, yeah. So like, like the so Vanessa Kirby is what they talked about is uh is the uh, person. Uh, as far as uh the the next person they they talked about Johnny Storm. They said it's Jack Quaid, the guy from The Boys. They say it's him, yeah, but that's some fun. people, say, yeah. yeah. But then, but then I've also heard that it's also the guy who was in um, Stranger Things who played the uh, the headmanger guy, the one who played the guitar in the scene. I forgot his name. Brandon you know, Fraser. Say that oh. he, no, 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 no. He was in Stranger Things. You haven't seen Stranger Things, so don't talk. He, he was an English guy. <laughs> he was English. I just, whenever you said the guy who played the guitar with the long hair, I immediately thought of Brandon Fraser in what is that movie uh, where they hijack the radio station? Airheads. No. Eddie Munson. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Eddie Munson. Eddie Munson. Guy, the guy who played Eddie Munson. They'd say that that could be Johnny Storm, but then of course the Joseph the thing, Quinn. Joseph Quinn. Joseph Quinn. They say it's him or Jack Quaid, but then they also said that they've already cast the thing. And if you've seen the bull, you've seen. Have you seen the bear? The bear on Is Hulu. That a show. Yeah, it's a cooking no. show. That's a show on, on Hulu. The... That's the, the the cooking show. This guy, the chef, the main character, chef. All right. Bro, Elias, you need to watch this show. The it's bear. fucking amazing. Like it's, it's right up there with Ted Lasso in my mind. It's one of the best shows on television. Like it's, it's amazing. So there's a guy by the name of Eben Eben Moss Backrack. Okay, he's yep. um he plays he plays Richie on the show. Fucking great guy. Fucking great actor. So they're saying that he's possibly he's more than likely the thing. They haven't. They don't know who's playing uh, Reed Richards. You know, Mister Fantastic. They, you know, there's there's a few names being thrown around, but you know, you know, there's 
there's you know there's there's talk of like you know uh i've heard people fucking throw out i don't know fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen. He wouldn't stick to that level. <laughs> He wouldn't, he really wouldn't do that. There. But I mean, like, I wish they would put John Krasinski because he was fucking great as Mr. Fantastic in fucking Multiverse of Madness, but that's just me. Huh. But yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who else they're going to put, but I mean, there's a lot of people talking about, like, who's going to be Mr. Fantastic and all this kind of stuff and how they're going to do it. And not only that, like, who's going to play Doctor Doom because... If they do Secret Wars, which is what I think they're kind of leading to, like Doctor Doom was the bad guy in the most recent iteration of Secret Wars. Like he was the fucking right, big bad. Right. Like he killed Thanos in the comic book. Like he ripped his spine out from his body. The big one was supposed to be uh, Mephisto. And that's yeah, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think so, dude. I don't think they're going to make it. That's way too big, magicy. Yeah, that's way too magicy. They, they, they. I mean, they, they tried. They, they went. They went fantastical with Thor, and they did okay. And I don't know how they're gonna kind of get back from that because Ragnarok was all right. It wasn't great. It was all right. It wasn't as good as fucking Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder was great. You need a good villain though. Like Mysterio Beauty. didn't sell me. Like Mysterio, but, I, th- I think it would have been cool if Spider Man used like a better villain. Um, in in the show, it, uh, that was a, a better known one. That's why they brought back Doc Ock for No Way Home yep. and Green Goblin. That exactly. was that movie you was need name great. Recognition. It was you, great. You need that stuff. You need a big name yeah. character. You can't just yeah. rely on some one off. I don't want to say one off, but one of those uh, lesser known evil villains. Yeah, uh, Doctor Doom months. is Doctor Doom would be choice. Yeah. In my opinion, so there's an opportunity to up it, man, because that that last rendition just sucked. The dude from Nip Tuck. Well, they don't have. Um, oh. They don't have right. very many. Um, they don't have a whole lot of really good villains. Whenever they build up our heroes to be so power, so overpowered, then the villains are they have to be just as bad, and we haven't heard about them yet. Like, there's not a whole lot of them that are that there's, big. And, and and the thing is with the MCU, they've never done a good job of Like, Thanos was the best one they'd done, and they still ended up kind of killing, and they still ended up killing him. So they need to do something where Dr. Doom kind of hangs around, you know, mm-hmm. or, or somebody they hangs around. Or... To, yeah, dude, because they still have Baron, they still have, uh, Baron Zemo out there, I think. Mm. I think he's still out there. I think they could do more with Red Skull. Well, Red Skull's still there. Yeah, but I mean, like, on that that, planet, though. Before that part. Like, what was he doing in the, you know, 90s? Well, he was still in the planet. He was still on that planet. He's been on that planet the entire time. Oh, because at the end, he got transported by the Tesseract. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, he got transported by the Tesseract. Bro, we are fucking nerds (laughs) here, bro. He'll be with the scrolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I pulled that name out. Let's get out of here. It's time to go to the water break. (laughs) No, no, no. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Are you good? I think I'm good, man. Aliens. <laughs> aliens, kidding. aliens. No, like kidding. we're gonna we're gonna talk about the fucking uh, thing again. Oh no! Oh yeah, no, dude, that's fine. Go I was gonna talk about Max bleeding subscribers, but nah, don't worry about that shit. I don't give a fuck. I I still have a hard time with the name change. I don't know what compelled them. That's to make that what change. happened. They think that's what happened. They lost two million subscribers when they changed the name. Like right when they changed the name, they lost two million subscribers. Because HBO was already a really well-known brand. What was your problem? And there's already a Cinemax. Why are you changing it to Max? Like is this there, Cinemax was was fucking there great. There you go. We're gonna have a switch Max. 
I think we should just call it. I think we should call it the Switch PP. Oh my god! (laughs) There's no good reason for that. And why? What's your reason? What's the my reason? My reason is is because it's gonna be longer and thicker. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's what's time it, for that time, <laughs> folks. It's it's. I don't know what's going to come out of that little system, but it's going to be goopy. Shake the dew off the lily. <laughs> Let's yeah. shake it, baby. Shake it. Uh, shake it. Break. Shake it. <laughs> take us out, <laughs> buddy. All right, let's go ahead and shake the dew off the lily. Go see a man about a dog. We'll see you guys in a little bit. Peace. <laughs> And we are back from the refill portion of the episode. Uh, I did not. All I did was add more ice to my drink because I, uh, you know, the alcohol melted the rest of it. Uh, so I stay with my drink. Uh, but Derek, what do you got, baby? You know, I got a new one. Um, I don't know if I brought this to the the show before, but it's a newer one to me. I, I had my first one last night. It was actually pretty good. So this is a uh, the most saintly cider, Saint Arnold's dry cider. I don't think you've had that one. No, Saint Arnold's I- you've had before, but not that one. Yeah, I, I I feel like I've probably I might have had a cider from San Arnold's, but I don't I don't remember what it was. Who knows? ASMR, everybody. <laughs> I developed a newfound respect for this is a much beer. more full-bodied <laughs> apple cider. This is the 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 flavor is very rich. It lingers. It's tasty. It sits on the tongue. This one's definitely better than that last one. Is it dry? As it says, it's got yeah. dry aftertaste. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, nice. I like it. Very nice. It's good for all you people out there that love ciders like Derek mm. and drink and drink ciders out of like 20 ounce cans, but his hands make him look like six. Dude, have you seen that guy on Instagram that's got the massive <laughs> hands that does no. the arm, like mm. legit? He does arm wrestling. He looks like Wreck It Ralph. I've, I've got oh, to look oh, at him. Oh, You've seen I've him, seen- right? He's like super skinny, but his arms like fucking huge. He looks like Wreck It Ralph. His fingers like, are like fucking kielbasas. It's, it's, like, it's ridiculous. He looks, he looks like Popeye and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> and his they're like a little bit of a, a darker tinge of, of skin color that he's got on his arms. He oh was no, born I've never like seen that. that guy. I've never seen that guy. Oh I saw this God. Russian dude who looks like he's fucking got this huge ass fucking arm. It's one arm. No, this like, is. I wonder if he's got like elephantitis or some shit. Guy with large arms. Look at, I'm, I'm look at this guy. Right now. <laughs> there he is. Minnesota man with sizable arms. This, this guy's a freak, man. I mean, his arms are oh, huge. Oh And legit, All he right. participates in uh, arm wrestling. In arm wrestling? Okay. Yeah. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do the butt slapping contest they're doing in Vegas now. Have you seen that? Butt slapping? No, I've seen the face slapping. No, no, they have a new one. They have a butt slap league. It's fucking oh. on like they 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 just it's it's fucking unreal, dude. I saw a video. What I'm like, even are we talking? This is about? not legit, and it's legit. It's legit. Anyways, all right. So, um, going back to what we're saying, um, Elias, what are you drinking, my friend? I just topped off my Glenlivet. Nice. Keeping it simple, Glenlivet. keeping it neat. I love By it. By the way, as you said, I will take a pink 
Flanny's Cup any day, October. bro. October. We got to wait till October. Mm-hmm. Derek, you've been to Florida right. at any point in Miami? Oh, yeah, for sure. Flanagan's is a must. Happy people. Um, have, you been to, oh, yeah. uh, have you been to Flanagan's? No, never even. Heard. Oh, dude, we, we got to get Derek in for Flanagan's and a pub sub when he comes oh, down God, here again. Yes. Oh, my God. Now he Publix chicken, chicken, chicken uh, tender sub. Oh, there's oh, a, there's this place that I go to um, every time I'm freaking down there. Hold on. I need to find it because it they have the best fucking sandwich and uh, like Cuban coffee. And oh, my God, I freaking go nuts for this place. Hold on. I'm going to look it up and I'll tell you. Oh, this is great radio. It's great. It's just everybody stay quiet. That's your cue to vamp, dude. (laughs) Drop it, drop it, drop it low. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're awful at this. Get a girl. Get a girl. Dude, you're going to have to do a soundbite of that song. Yeah, baby. Yeah. It is not what we needed right now. Yes. What whatever happened to that guy, right? Leroy Jenkins? I don't know. I don't Did know. he ever like come he, out like maybe he got stabbed and then he just said What the fuck? Probably. <laughs> Who knows? Oh like didn't the gosh. guy that invented uh copy paste and cut copy and paste uh die recently? Like, oh my god! Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I know the guy. I know the guy who did invented the cha-cha slide just died today. No shit. Oh yeah. Slid he into the rapper. aftermath. He's, he slid into the afterlife. Yes, he's like. Oh my gosh! Like, you guys are ridiculous. The restaurant is called Islas Canarias Restaurant. Oh, oh that's, my that's god, bro! That's that's legit, by my house. Dude. Oh my god! This place yeah. is amazing. Islas Canarias yeah, Restaurant they're, they're, in Miami. Have you ever had their croquetas? Dude, the croquetas. That's, dude, there's not a bad thing on that whole fucking menu. No. It's, it's true. all amazing. And between every meal, because you naturally were going to end up ordering three different meals just for yourself because they're all delicious and you're only going to take yes. a couple bites of each anyway and take yes. them all home. But yeah. between each serving, you got to have one of those little cups of coffee that they've got. They're so fucking <laughs> oh, the, mm, little the sugar. He's all the about top. the Cuban coffee. The oh, Cuban coffee. God, man. Fucking get to, oh my god, his 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 pits are sweaty. I'm indecent. I'm indecent right now. This is <laughs> this food. My wife and I went there uh the when year. When was the last year in Miami? Uh it was when we got engaged, dude. We got engaged. That was uh shit seven, eight years ago, nine years, eight years, nine, eight years ago. Yeah. Um Dude, it was so good. We both just sat down and we ordered things, and it, like you could see it. You take one bite and you just melt into that fucking booth. <laughs> yep. The food was incredible. Oh, and it was on <laughs> Anthony Bourdain's uh, parts on. Oh yeah, he shit. did go. That, he did go. That's where I got it did from. So I, I didn't find really? it on my own. Yeah, he did. A, he did an episode <laughs> where he was like um, Miami. Yeah, he did do that. He did. He he went to a couple of places in that area. There was one place that's like some sort of like Latin burger place, which was it sounded delicious. I didn't get to go to that. Sounds one, like Pincho Factory, probably. Oh man, I think it These was Pincho Factory. Look incredible. It was almost like an In and Out style restaurant, yeah. but dude, the food. Dude, there's so look, many more burger anyway, spots in Miami. I'm a clearly a foodie. I'm clearly a foodie, and Miami has some fucking food so go check it yeah, out yeah dude yeah no for real top shelf for right real. there <laughs> <laughs> literally a top shelf so all right so let's go ahead and get this party started okay so elias 
talk about the motion picture. What are we watch? What did we watch, bro? So we picked up uh, the kind of Monte Cristo uh, released back in 2020, 20, 2002. I'm sorry. Jesus. 2020. We don't want to think about 2020. <laughs> no. uh, 2002, 2003. Um, the simplest synopsis, which is super boring. A young man falsely imprisoned by his jealous friend escapes and uses the hidden treasure to exact his revenge. It is truly the ultimate revenge story. I mean, it is, it is. I got my it son all pumped so up. He's good. like, man, that shit looks, that sounds awesome. I'm like I, I even make it sound boring. Like, right. You, 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 you talk about this piece that was taking place in the 15, 1700s or whatever, but it's just the baddest fucking story. Like you've got all this money, you've got it's everything true. in the world. Nah, I'll take revenge. I'm going to fuck everybody yeah, up. For real. This whole movie is right up my alley. And we guys know about this. We've talked about it. We've had it on the podcast before. Yeah. I loved freaking the three musketeers from 1993. And that's oh, another yes. Alexander Dumas yes, book. It is. And it so, is. and it's all the sword fighting, the swashbuckling and all the bullshit that comes, man, it's all a blast. It is all. And on top of that, you got this guy who's got like legitimately the best, the crowd's already back in for him. To go, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Revenge might be worth it this time. Let's go yeah, do dude. that, you know? All right. So let's, let's talk about the cast. So the movie, like you said, came out in 2002. Um, it, uh, it's directed by Kevin Reynolds. If you don't know who Kevin Reynolds is, look up his uh, biography. It's his filmography. It's fantastic. He directed Prince of uh, Prince of Thieves. He's, Waterworld. Uh, Waterworld. Uh, I mean, he's done a lot of different movies. I mean, he's 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 done a lot of stuff like Prince of Thieves. Uh, he also did um, Waterworld. Let's see what else he's done. He was um, the director of Rapa Nui. Uh, he did one eight seven. He did one eight seven. Was that Samuel L. Jackson? Was Sam, that Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, yeah. He he probably oh, produced geez, that I've one. Seen oh, yeah, he's he's done a lot of shit. He's done a lot of shit. So just you know, just he did Tristan and Isolde. I don't know if you guys ever seen Tristan and Isolde Mm-mm. with, uh, with James Franco. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a pretty good movie. He he hasn't done anything. His last movie he did was Risen with Joseph Fiennes, but it, it was it, it wasn't a bad flick. But yeah, he he doesn't do a lot, but he when he does do something, it's 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 worth it. Um, it stars Michael Wincott. Who's Michael Wincott? Dude, he was the guy who was um, he he was the the warden of the prison, uh, Chateau. Oh, Deep. that guy's the best, dude. I love. I never know his name, but I love everything he's in, dude. Like he was in yeah, the Michael Crow. Wincott. He was and he he was in the Crow. Yeah, he was in Strange Days. He was also in Three Musketeers. He was one of the lead yes. bad guys there. That's where Outlander. I knew him. Right, he Outlander. Was in Outlander. Yeah, he's in, he's he was the, in he was in, uh, he was in Alien nope. Resurrection. He also was like an he's Alien in nope. Resurrection. He's in Nope. Yeah. Yeah, he's yep, great. Yep. He's a great actor. I've always, he's a great character actor. Whenever you see him, it's like, oh, this guy's a badass dude. I love this guy. So, Have yeah, you so ever it's run a, into one of those guys in public? And you ever wonder, like, I, I, have. I, I, I just, just thought about this the other day. And I was like, you you meet this person that you've seen in a shit ton of different films. And, and, and they're, like, amazing. And they play the parts. Well, you have no fucking clue what their name is. Unless you're Tomas, because so, he's fucking IMDb. <laughs> so, like, during Thanksgiving, I saw two people. I saw Tony Shalhoub on the street. Okay. For in people who have no clue who Tony Shalhoub is. Oh, he's the dad in uh, he's the oh please, but he's the dad in uh the marvelous Miss Maisel. And he was also Antonio Scarpacci in Wings. He also was the the guy in uh he also was Monk on the USA TV series, Monk. Yep. So, there you go. Yep. 
I mean, the guy was also done a whole mess of different shit. I mean, he was nominated for a Tony for uh, something he played on Broadway. I mean, he's great, great actor. So I saw Men him black. walk. Men in Black. I also saw him walk. As I walked past me um, during the day before the Thanksgiving Day Parade, we were walking towards the Natural History Museum. I saw him walk past me, and he had like a Home Depot bag and shit like that. He was just walking past me. I didn't want to stop him because he looked like he was in lot, very busy. Um, <laughs> he had a lot on his mind, so he was walking past me. But in the security line at uh, at the airport coming back to Atlanta, in the security line was Diedrich Bader. If you don't know who he is, You've look told him this up. story five times on the podcast. Oh, I love it. He's the best. Elias hasn't probably heard it. So hey, that's I from Diedrich... uh, the Drew Carey show, right? Yeah. And, Drew Carey, and he was yeah. in uh, uh, Office, Office Space. He was the, the neighbor. Two chicks yeah. at the same time. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so but anyways but all right so um going back the cast is full of people we have jim caviezel guy pierce we have a young young henry cavill uh we have um called luis guzman we have I mean, the we most random re- placement he's the most fucking yes. random character there i'm sorry i have to say that bang 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 him. how is this not a bad idea so <laughs> i love the guy but so fucking random he, he is great, great. And He's Richard great. Harris, the inimitable Richard Harris. I mean, fucking, I mean, it was just so much in this movie. It was great, dude. I mean, I loved every, everybody and James, well, James Frain. I can't deny James Frain who played Bill Ford. He's a great character actor. He's in a lot of stuff also. And oh, and the lady who played um, his wife, if you've ever seen, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, let, me, let me get her name because I want, I, I want to be sure I get her name. If you ever see Helen McCrory. She played Madame Villefort. She was Narcissa Malfoy. She played Aunt Polly on uh, uh, mm. uh, Peaky Blinders. She's a great, great. Did she pass away? Actress. Was, isn't she, she the actress? The, uh, she passed the wife away a couple of, uh, of years ago. From Billions. Yes, she was the wife of Damien Lewis, and so she passed away like a year or two ago. And uh, and yeah, so they she was on like the first couple episodes of Peaky Blinders, and then she passed away during production, and they had to kind of like rework her scenes into the new show. So she showed up a few times, but like in flashbacks and shit. But but yeah, yeah, she passed away. I don't know why she passed away, but, but yeah, it was it, it was not cancer great. of sorts. Yeah, something something like that. But yeah, dude, like there was there was a lot of stuff. I mean, it, there's quite a few people on the show, a lot of character actors. So it was just. You know, it was just a lot of good stuff, but but yeah. So and going back there, and being critical about this movie, sure. there were absolutely some times where I was like, "That's a pretty funny moment." I never caught before. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like for example, whenever they're throwing him off the cliff in the body bag, yeah, and, and he grabs he, the- he grabs the keys, pulls the warden in the water, kills the warden, takes the keys, gets out. And starts swimming away, and the two people that are at the top of the cliff just say, "We could have handled that better." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know what? That's a real thought that I would have had at that yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. It was. It's one of those. Things, that's one of those moments. There, there are a lot of those moments in the movie. But all right, so let's let's go ahead and go to our you know overarching review. And then we'll go mm-hmm. dive mm-hmm. straight into the sure, movie. Sure, sure. Um, I'll start with mine. So as far as the movie is concerned, I've always had a good a soft spot for this movie. This is one of those. 
early 2000s motion picture, you know, that came out, you know, specifically it came out like, you know, I forgot like how early it was in 2002. Um, I think the release date was, what was the release date on this motion picture? What was it? Hold on. January, January after January twenty third. Oh wow! So it was it it was it was a few months after September eleventh, and I think a lot of people, you know, like wanted something some type of escapist because that January September eleventh was pretty fresh. I mean, this is January twenty two thousand two. January is like typical garbage movie release. Garbage movie release. So they they weren't expecting. Disney was not because this is a touchstone motion picture. Disney was not expecting a lot out of this movie for being it thrown there. But Mm. I mean. The budget was thirty-five million. It made seventy-five, so it doubled its budget. Sure. That's not so bad. Respectable. That's a hit. That's a hit. Yeah. I mean, and it was filmed in you know France and Switzerland and Ireland and all that shit. So I mean, they, they, I think it, it it did well and it did oh it is it's, it's a I think in my opinion it's a good movie. The, the actors did a great job. Guy Pierce was was fresh in the minds of. Of you know, he's still fresh in the minds of American audiences. Jim Caviezel is fresh in the minds of audiences because he's only a few years after Thin Red Line, and he's only maybe ten years before he becomes a complete nut job with QAnon. But hey, we're not there yet. <laughs> oh God, here we go. We're not there yet. But but other than that, I mean, but even still, like you know, we'll probably get into that later. But you know, he 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 did a great job in this motion picture. Plus, like I said, there's a young Henry Cavill. I mean, this movie has a lot going for it. Luis Guzman did a great job playing uh, fucking... Um, Zatara. Jacopo. Jacopo. So, now, we'll get into this, but the movie is so different from the book. I've read the book before, by the way. It's, <laughs> it's but, wildly what, different. What but I will be honest with you. Like I will be honest with you. The movie is better than the book, in my opinion. But hasn't the book? Gonna... There's like a long version, a scaled down version. There's two different I've versions. I've read the long version. You overachieved. I mean, the book. The book is it. The book is <laughs> the book. Just see. So oh, we'll, we'll get to the book now. But let's, we'll talk about the book after we do the little. But I, like I said, I've always enjoyed this motion picture. I always watch this movie every year or two, and 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 I enjoy it thoroughly. It's because it's it's escapist cinema. That's what this movie is. This movie is escapist well, yeah. cinema. It's right up there with all my other favorites, like sci-fi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just you know, it, it's yeah, it's not like the book, but you know, they did a good job getting the certain themes from the book and kind of turning it to be something that's a little bit more concrete that you can believe a little bit more. Yes, yeah, a bit cheesy. It's as cheesy mm-hmm. as a three-slice fucking grilled cheese sandwich, but. It's cheesy in a good way, like with a grilled cheese sandwich that puts butter on the bread when you grill it. Oh, that's the only way to do it, folks. If you're if you're doing so, nothing on your bread, you're little wrong. dab of butter on the each side, and then Have put it on the plancha. Yeah, I've had, had the mayo butter. before. It's all right. I've oh. never had mayo, dude. I it's just it's just intense fat. That's all it is. It changes. <laughs> intense fat yeah like Dude, you put it, it inside the sandwich like no, no, you, but instead of buttering the bread you mayo the you bread mayo it. You, yeah it's it's literally the butter replacement i you will get have to try better that. crust try it out and you get a little really? bit of a salty touch it's fucking good it's good i do what i do what i love with uh, tangent time you know what i love with mayo is mayo and export soda crackers what are really? you even talking about? You ever had that? Do you, ever, you, you, do you, do you Never know what, in Derek, my life. Do you know what export soda crackers are, dude? 
I know what salties. they are. I've never had salties. that. Well, no, 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 not saltines. Export sodas, like the Keebler export sodas, the green tin. I sorry, the green tin. I've never had mayonnaise on them. So the, you, you talk shit, but it will fucking change your life. So you put like some mayo and you spread it. You know, like they always come in like two crackers. Each cracker is like two, right? So you put mayo mm-hmm. across and then you put another one of those two on top, like across on both of them. And then you connect them to like a sandwich, like a little mayo sandwich with crackers. Bro. <sighs> Bro. Dude, it's like salty, you're salty. You're listening <laughs> to Trick Daddy. Sugar water and mayonnaise sandwich. Radio, boy. And, oh I, and I've lost so much weight. And I had it the other day and I was like, oh, this is delicious. <laughs> I, just, I just had one. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I fucking missed it so much. <laughs> So the movie that we're here to talk about today. Your turn, your turn, your turn, your turn, your turn, your turn. I get a girl. Oh my god, shut up. Okay, so the absolutely. I love this movie. I think it's a great movie. It absolutely checks all the boxes for those nostalgia films for me because like I said, I grew up and I loved that 1993 version with Charlie Sheen and everybody else who was in it. Um God, who Kiefer Sutherland. Oliver yep. Platt, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else was in it. Rebecca DeHornay. I mean, DeMornay. Oh. Uh, no. Let's see who yeah. else was in it. Yeah, Tim um, Curry. Tim Curry, Julie Delpy, that dude, Michael Wincott. I mean, yep. Yep. I mean, who? I mean, there's a ton of people in that movie. Right up. It's a, it is, it is absolutely I, I mean i like the author who wrote the books i like the style of the films i like all the different people that i get to see and the sword fights and the you know the the swashbuckling with the pirates at the beginning and like kind of that funny um i, I assume he's a spaniard pirate because i think he says that some some point but then he starts using words like conrad which is not spaniard yeah. at all but okay <laughs> sure I, i'll suspend disbelief whatever yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, and then and then um, Luis Guzman being a knife fighter and like just, dude, why not? It's great. It it's is great because normally, just, like here, you know, in the last I would say easy decade, the movies that Luis Guzman has been doing is, you know, usually him as a taxi driver or him, you know, not being uh, particularly of an active person. Right. He's he's very sedentary in his characters nowadays. And you know what? He's getting older. Why not? But like seeing him bounce around with a knife and like go out of brawl with something. Why not? Yeah, that's great. Why not, dude? Oh, no, yeah. And he was the club owner in fucking uh, Boogie Nights. I mean, it was, yep. it was great, dude. He's, yep. he's yes, such he a good was. actor. I love him. I love Luis Kuhn. I've always he's liked great. Luis Kuhn. He really is great. He, he, he's like it, a breath of fresh air in every movie he's in. <laughs> So, funny story about your acento situation, and we won't discuss it in further detail on the podcast, but <laughs> at the end of Boogie Nights, it's funny you mentioned that, where they talk, I think they talk about an apostrophe, or an S that's missing on the nightclub name, and he's like, <laughs> all proud of it with his brothers, like, oh, we fucked up the name, oh, and they start like blaming one another, <laughs> total tangent, sorry, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, so Derek, yeah, movies saying? like this, they're they're right up my alley. I didn't even realize that was Henry Cavill, but honestly, now I look at it, I totally see it. I loved um God, what is the character? Is it who who is Dumbledore? Is that the guy? Richard Harris? Richard Harris, yeah. He was he was Dumbledore in the first uh three movies, first two. I think. First, first two or three. Then he it was first two, and then he unfortunately he got he, oh, he got yeah. pneumonia. He got pneumonia and then passed away. That same year he, he passed away in twenty twenty two. Yeah. 
2020. 2008. Sorry, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. 2002. I love the I love the kind of dynamic that they get. We get to see our character develop and and learn and become far more educated and understand the reason why. Finally, realize why he is where he is. Yeah. And like start formulating his plan. And you know, like man, it's such a good like character arc. My God. Yeah. He started cleaning up as an adult. Like he finally woke up. He started going to school. Became literate. Learned math. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and like GLC when they start, when you start him off, he's such an oblivious character. He's yep. so just absent, and he yep. doesn't know that people are making fun of him all day long. And he just, just carefree. He does not have a clue what's going on. Hard working, right? Because he's getting recognition for that component, but for sure, for sure, that's the only illiterate. reason that he got that promotion is that you know that that uh, you know whatever guy is in charge of the shipyard basically was just like I can see that you were doing this for all of the right reasons. And that's all that I need a captain to be doing. Right. Like why not dude? Okay. So, um, I got to mention, um, Guy Pierce played Ferdinand. Yes. And I immediately thought of that dick shit from, Oh God, what is the movie that we watched where everything looks like a painting? Oh God. What is it? You know it, Tomas. I know you do. Oh, movie that looked like a painting. Every picture was like a. Every oh, scene. that's Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon, yes. So, <laughs> you know, Barry Lyndon is a little bit of a dipshit throughout that whole show. You know, he, he loses loses all his money, he cheats on his wife, he got a yeah. shitful kid, he doesn't care about it. And I immediately thought of Ferdinand as the exact same motherfucking character. He is. He you is know, the same motherfucking character. Like, yeah. Dude, come on! What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> There's. There's this one line that Ferdinand that it just like really stuck out with me, and and it's at the very end of the movie, and uh, Edmond again he's developed and and become this amazing character, right? And then mm-hmm. for a minute he just kind of breaks and he's like, "Why? Why in God's name? Why?" And Ferdinand's response is, "Because you're the son of a clerk, and I'm not supposed to want to be you." Yeah, that exactly. Was like fucking amazing. Like I was, just yeah, like, dude. Oh God, it's. Yeah, there's, top, there's so many it. lines in this movie. I mean, do you guys want to get into it? I mean, are yes. you good to go, Derek? You good? Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Go. All right, so we're gonna start off. We're gonna we're gonna FYI, guys. If you haven't seen the movie, like we always say in every episode, the movie's been out for 21 years. If you haven't seen the movie, what the fuck are you doing? Because it's this is there. a really good movie. It is. It's a got good fucking movie. Napoleon in it. I mean, it's a yeah. good movie. I mean, I, people. It, look, strangely enough, which is which is cool as shit. It's got a 7.7 on IMDb. It's got a 7.7 on IMDb, which is fucking wild, you know? It's, yeah, it's not a fucking classic, but I mean, this is what my dad, my dad always used to tell me, like, sometimes a movie is just enjoyable. Just enjoy the flick. Don't go too crazy. Yeah, we're going to nitpick. We always nitpick the movies. That's what we do on this podcast because we're supposed to do. We're going to tell you the good and the bad because we're not going to just be like fucking drum up. It's like, oh, it's a fucking great. This is like the next. Go see this movie, folks. But watch it. Watch it. It's worth your time. It is worth. Go to the theaters and watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a time machine, do it. Look, I I sold a 14 year old on it, man. Yeah, this movie for some reason is never there's a reason why this movie is never cheap on 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 iTunes it's always like 20 bucks i've never seen this movie on sale never i bought it on prime 4 bucks 
for four bucks. Only, I've never seen bucks. something on Apple on Apple on Prime on, on, for 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 fucking on sale, dude. And I'm just like, I, it's just it's and it's worth it. It's it, and and I'm like seriously thinking about the next time in a little bit. Probably might buy it on my own, but but like, but yeah. So the beginning of the movie is great. We have these guys rowing to the Isle of Elba, which is where Napoleon mm-hmm. has been fucking uh, banished to by the French government. Okay. And in this process, I mean, like, like when they try to get on, cause they're trying to help the captain cause the captain's sick, but he's got like some, what is it? Brain disease or something. And they get attacked by it's British syphilis. soldiers. Syphilis, is it syphilis? Sure, syphilis? Is it syphilis? Sure. Probably. I'm just making that up. <laughs> Possibly you are. I would, I'm just going to go with it. He's got something, some STD of some kind. And so, so he, 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 they show up and they're about to get shot by British soldiers because that who's who running the Isle of Elba is the, is the, 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 the Royal government of Britain, of England, United Kingdom. They're the people who oh, captured, captured, uh, captured Napoleon. Napoleon. Yeah. So, and so they're there and they try to, and then they have to fight off these soldiers. And then Napoleon shows up and goes, Oh, you know, if you want to shoot them, shoot them, but understand they're no soldiers of mine kind of thing. Like, it's just, I mean, the guy who played Napoleon was fucking amazing. I really mean, did a good job. He, he didn't did a great really job. so much, but it pulled it off. Yeah, he, 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 he connected the, 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 the two lines. And then, you know, we, we get a picture of who Fernandez. He's like some upstart fucking count son. And I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's fucking wild, this movie. I, I mean, well, he, I don't know. Napoleon essentially picked out the weakest of, of the crew, hardworking, gullible person, gives him a letter. He's like, oh, this mm-hmm. guy will be my messenger, drop off the letter. Then you've got the jealous friend and says, well, why did you speak to Napoleon? What did he give you? Because, yeah, I just so happened to watch you out of the corner of my eye through a window. He's, he's already jealous as it rebels. is. Yep. I mean, the, the, he's already jealous as it is with Mercedes because you have this guy who's honestly he's he's really not smart. He's not educated at all. And then you have Count the Count Mondego Fernand, who's extremely educated. I mean, he's a Count's son, so he's probably had tutors his entire life. Edmund can't read or write, and he's right. got this girl who is absolutely Beautiful. gorgeous beautiful woman and he's just like infatuated with her in general i mean fernand i think fernand in my opinion is like a, yeah and, and it's all because he can't have her he wants what he can't have i i was you know? bothered by the scene where they're sitting by the seaside wall by the malecon and yeah uh, he's like essentially he's ready to like whip out his dick and just like yo come on let's let's do this but he's yeah, so close to her and shit right <laughs> and then Edmond shows up and kind of like kills it, kills the mood and says, Hey, I've been promoted to captain. Everybody's happy. And this like, this guy's scorned yet again. Yeah, dude. Somehow his friend doing well is bad on him. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, just because he's not educated and because he's the, he's like, he said, he's the, he's the son of a clerk that he says later on in the movie, but you know, he's, he's a commoner. Why would a commoner get so much opportunity and be so blessed when I'm rich and I want to be, I want everything that you have, that he has. You know what I mean? I want to be successful. And, you know, and, and oh, it is a great line when he's walking away in that beginning where he says, where he goes you're to him. You're still the better man. You're still, no, you're still my best man. You're still the best man. Like it's, it, Edmond yeah. is talking about the wedding. 
you're still the best man. And then, but he's walking around and he says, I know. Basically saying, yeah, I am the best man compared to you. Yeah. I'm the best man. Yeah. You know, it's like, like a double. Have anything better to do than have me present for that. Yes, exactly. And it's just, and, and, and the, the coolest thing that was, that was great was that, you know, the whole aspect of when they got back to shore before that scene, you see Danglar, who was the captain fucking get demoted to first no, he mate. Second, he was first mate. He was first mate he, and he got oh, left yeah, he his was first mate. mate and got he got left his first mate, yeah. Captain. Yeah. He got bounced. Look, like you're not look, demoted. This is just a big position. lesson and who do you keep around you, right? Yeah, for real. And Morel and, and Morel has a good judge of character because he knows Danglar's a piece of shit. You know? So it's just there's that was that was just a great scene. And then of course, you know, Edmond and Mercedes they they do the wild thing, mm-hmm. which has implications later on in the motion picture, you know. But no, but yeah, that's that's uh, what's his name's son the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I know that, but we don't know that. Yeah, we don't know that. So oh, later yeah. on in the motion picture, I, I guess I, we jump around a lot. Yeah, while we he's find taking out revenge that, or planning his pl- while, plot, mm-hmm. revenge. While, he, while he's plotting his revenge, we find out that Albert, who is Fernand's son, quote unquote, air quotes, he's actually. Edmond Dantes's son from that one night of them making love by the sea on the rocks, which I'm sure was painful to a certain degree because <laughs> <laughs> it hurt me watching. But, but yeah, so like, but, but, but anyway, so we, 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 we go through this scene and then all of a sudden the, the police show up at Edmond Dantes's, you know, uh, uh, I guess Parent, uh, his dad's house, his engagement party, basically like an mm-hmm. engagement party. That's what he's having at his dad's house. And they show up and they take away Edmond. They say that he's uh, been arrested for treason. And when he goes to meet with the prosecutor, prosecutor figures out that he's just like a village idiot. He's a dumbass who just got taken because he can't read yeah. or write. And then when he, when he, when he, and then, he the gets arrested, the and the recipient of the letter, you could tell was somebody that he knew, and we find out that later on it is somebody that he knew. But because of that, Edmond gets taken away and gets thrown into the prison, the Chateau d'If, which is essentially like, I guess as you could say, it's a giant oubliette. <laughs> if you don't know what an oubliette is, it's the, the forgotten place. And so it was like a it was like a room that people would throw people in to forget about them. Yep. And it had usually it was a room that was about six to seven feet deep and had spikes at the bottom. Oof. So you throw people in there, they die, and you forget about them. And there were houses, there were things that were built in houses like in the 60s, 1700s, which smelled like shit anyways. So the smell <laughs> of rotting meat probably didn't really make make anybody really like go like, oh, what does that smell? And like they probably smelled like their own fucking shit anyways because they don't take showers. They didn't take baths back then a lot. So it didn't really. But yeah, so he gets caught and he does the whole message with the fucking Bill for. And Villefort sent him to the Chateau d'If. And when he gets that there. That part. That part. At the Chateau d'If when he's like, oh, I believe you. You are innocent. Absolutely. Otherwise, they wouldn't have sent you here. Yep. This is where they send everybody who they want to forget. 
everyone there seems sure. Like, yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. I was like, dude, you are a fucking badass, bro. Like, I was just like, what was his name? What's the name of the actor again? Michael Wincott? Is that what his name was? Uh, Michael Wincott, I think, is what it was. Michael Wincott, dude, that guy, fucking, fucking G. That guy was a goddamn G. I love <laughs> that guy's a goddamn G, dude. He's amazing. I love him and everything he's in. Michael Wincott, yeah, dude, he's yearly so whippings, good. right, to celebrate his anniversary. Yeah, it's, uh, that's how you know you've been there a year <laughs> when they shows up, because otherwise you don't leave your cell, dude, and then you don't leave your cell well, at like, all. They were talking about how a lot of people don't even have at that prison don't even have windows. Right, so they have no idea day or night, right? They haven't seen the sun. They haven't seen the sky. They don't know if it's, you know, one time versus another. No. Like, I, like I, when he... When, when he, he gets puts him, a priest on his shoulders, right? Yeah, and he's like, take I me down. I love that scene. Take me down. Oh, like, like it was oh. too much for him. It was too much yep. for him, you know? Like, it was just... Like, they, like the scene where they're... Where, they're uh, where he's, like, trying to kill himself... And like he, he he's already been at that point. So supposedly, so as far as timelines are concerned, he was there for thirteen years. Mm-hmm. So essentially, when he meets the Abbe Faria, which is the priest, Abbe Faria, played by played by uh, uh, Richard Harris, he's already been there six years. It's already been six years. Now in that process, and he's you know, nearly gone mad, right? Because he was crying mad by just himself. by seeing another person. Uh, really gone bad by himself. The you know his dad, we find out, hung himself later on in the movie. We find out his dad hung himself. Mm-hmm. Mercedes up and married Fernand Mondego a month after he goes to jail, which is yeah. suspect at best. Okay? Well, we absolutely think that, but yeah. her being able There's... to make sure that she's providing for her son. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, get which it, is, right? Because in that Edmund's time. Son. Yeah, but at that time, like if you if you were bastard son with yeah, we, like your life was just a shithole from then on out. And if we and if we fast forward for a quick second, when she tells him, she tells uh, Fernand that he's not his kid. He says one word. He looks at her and goes, "Premature," because because yep. uh, he arrived you, early, earlier yes. than when they would have had sex. Yes. So you yep. at that point, like earlier when I first saw the movie, that's one thing I never realized him saying that. I thought it was premature, like him saying, "Oh, I guess I prematurely married you." But yeah. now today, I was like, "This is why I, I love this movie." Because today, I thought to myself, "Holy shit, he's actually talking about a There's little hints, birth. man. There's little hints around." I was there. like, "Fuck me!" But yeah, so going back to the prison, he meets Abba no, Maria Mercedes because. <laughs> and Mercedes got fucked. He meets Abbe Faria, but the way he meets him is fucking hilarious because all of a sudden, like the stones of his floor start moving up. And, and back then, I'm sure I would be terrified too, just seeing something come out of the fucking the floor. Witchcraft you know what I or mean? some bullshit yeah, coming dude, through, for especially for yep. someone like him who's not learned, not literate, has doesn't know how to read or write, has not read a book in his life. Very faithful you know, to he, his faith. To his faith, who at that point had already been shattered at that point, you know. So yeah. I don't know. It's hilarious, dude. I just thought that was super funny. What What is so? I I love the priest's uh, voice when he talks like oh. this. Yes. Is is that his real voice though? No, right? I mean, no, it's not so he's raspy. Acting that way because he that's kind his... of does the same thing with Harry Potter when he plays Gandalf that uh, one and two, first and second movie. Yeah, but sure. but 
but it's a bit more it's not as it's not as raspy it is correct low it is oh bro you need yes. to rewatch it it is I'm just gonna... the same no no it's not it's just that he does exactly i think no. so but it's a bit more, i think it's, 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 I, think it's a little, I think it's i think it's a little bit more lyrical i think he gives yeah. it a bit more a little of a, jovial of and a, happy a little bit more jovial and happy it is it is it is scratchy, but it's not as scratchy as this guy. Because this no. guy, is, hey, la, 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 la. you know what I mean? Like, it's sure. it's, it's a bit more. Oh, so awesome! He's face. like, man, I dug, the, I dug in the wrong direction. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, if we work together, we could do it in six years. Yeah. Yes, yes. Have you got anything better to do? Give or take, give or take, and so whatever, man. I mean. During the, this whole process, I mean, he's basically teaching him everything from sword fighting to problem solving, economics, literature, reading. Yeah, I mean, everything. He's giving him everything he wants to do and present to him that he that he's just like you know like everything that, that, that a learned man should know, basically, mm-hmm. to someone who doesn't. And he's like, read and write. He's like, yes, read and write. Like he thought he did could read, and he's just like, oh, this guy's a Fucking idiot. He, you, know? you know how low <laughs> he set that bar, though. If if you if you go back for a second, and he's like yeah. asking him, "Can you just teach me to to read and write?" And what what he asked for in terms of what he got in that seven or yes. eight year condensed time frame. Holy shit! Here's my question: Is how did he get the books? Did he write the books himself? No, I, I no. think he, I, I think they clearly it for him. That, well, they, they, he clearly had some sort of like, um, I, I don't know, greater permission because he had a chair and a table and, you know, not only that, but actual books and seating spaces. Like for whatever reason, he got a real good roll of the dice or had some he hookups did. there. His room, his room was much bigger, too. He had a much bigger room. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, yep. so there, there was no a window. lot of stuff, but no window. <laughs> No window. That was a trade-off. Okay. Yeah. You get out of this room, space, and furniture, but no window. But oh, yeah, whenever he's like, uh, I have I have 70,000 stones or whatever the line. Yeah. Was. Oh, oh, have you named have them, you them, named them? Yes, but have you named them? He's like, oh! <laughs> he's like losing his mind. He's like, oh, fuck me. Oh, my God. Dude, this movie, like, There's man. more downhill, bud. There's more downhill. Oh, my God. And the, but the way it rolled off his tongue, though. It's like, oh, I have 70. There's 72,583 stones in this room. Oh, but have you named them, son? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> crack down. Bro, yeah, like, dude. my favorite scene in the prison scene was the scene where he realizes, where Edmund Dantes realizes that why he was sent. Because he's been mm-hmm. living there. For you know, ten years not at this point, knowing, probably not even knowing not even why, it, why he was sent there. Why was it that he was sent there? Because he was, he was, he he was he was being let go. Why was he put on the carriage? He never yeah. thought it out. He's like, oh, and then when he starts talking to the priest about it, he's like, okay, so what happened? Oh, well, he told me this, and then I told him to Sir Clarion, and then. And then he did this. And he's like, "Oh!" And then what happened? And, well, then nothing. He they, and I, he he told me to leave, and then he burned the letter. And he was like, "Ah, he burned the letter, yeah. basically destroying evidence." And then they realized that, oh, he was protecting. He was protecting himself from his dad, his father. That's who this was all about. It wasn't because long. of me. It wasn't because of me. 
it was because I knew that his father was supposed to receive this letter and it would look negatively on him. And it was just yeah, all, all the probing questions and kind of leading him down to that uh, conclusion. Great. Was, it was beautiful. Dude, but aside from all the teachings and learnings, you know, and we finally get that confession out of the priest where it's like, yeah, why are you here? Well, yeah, you know, I used to roll Napoleon and his boys and we had some treasure and I know where it's at. And um, for years he denied it, didn't know where it was. And yeah. he did have it all. <laughs> and he wrote it down. He wrote it all down. Um, that that whole. So they continue digging, right? Right. Yeah. We should fill everybody else. And so they continue with this whole digging and teaching and growth and personal development. We learn that the, the, the treasure exists and the guys are going to be out of there in the next couple of months, hopefully, because uh, Edmond is a human calculator that can compute large volumes of, of mass, uh, reading a couple of square meters worth of, uh, of distances and lengths and weights. Yeah. And uh, when the, cave finally or the the dig finally collapses kills the old man we swap bodies i mean just i wish the the prison scene went longer by far one of my favorite parts of the movie like that last hour so good dude i love character development and growth and progression and just like there's so many things that hit they're like even if you if you um put it in like true context of what you live on a daily basis or how you've progressed. You can mm-hmm. apply a lot of these principles in your career, that growth and meeting up with a good mentor or a mm-hmm. good person that'll kind of help and lift you and, and help you develop and help you ask those difficult questions, put you in a corner and say, no, are you doing the right thing? Yeah, I am. No, you're not. And this is why you're not. And this is how they're going to help elevate you. I just, I love the prison scene is like by far my favorite. And then it's it gets, a great gets scene. A little comical afterwards. It does. It well, does. I- I did. Exp- I don't know why. Maybe I just had it in my head this way. But I, I feel like the sequence where um, we from from the time frame when he has the funds, he he goes and he you know bumps into these people, quote unquote, bumps into him, right? Right? Air quotes. Um, like he's he's bumping into these people. He's kind of revisiting these haunts and kind of planting the seed as this new person who's totally not the person that they knew from back in the day. Um, I feel like that was drawn out a lot more. I feel like there was more revenge to be had. I, I almost feel like that, that sequence was longer. Maybe I saw like an extended cut or something. I don't know. Like I thought there was more character building with him and his son, not just in New Orleans or wherever they were at. It wasn't. It New was Orleans. in. Uh, it was in uh, Rome. Paris. Rome. No, no. Oh, Rome. It, there it, you go. Yeah. No, there, there wasn't much. There honestly was not much more than that. Never was. I don't think. Man, it. That that whole sequence, though, like being able to see him like not only start off this conversation around getting his foot in the door to to get close to Ferdinand by getting close to his son. But, oh, you know what? I'm probably crossing, <laughs> probably crossing the story over with Barry Lyndon where he spends all of this time <laughs> getting close to the guy's son. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's probably what it was. Um, that's anyway. probably what it is, yeah. And it, it's such a boring scene because it's it, very it is. It's boring as it fun. Is. But <laughs> all the same, you know, being able to see him like getting close with this kid and then find out it's his son and him pivot, like you haven't got nothing against this kid. That was one thing I kind of liked was that no point – was he ever really trying to get revenge on the child? The child wasn't the problem, yeah. right? It no. 
Like there was no crossing. He was a mean He had limits. He had rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He. It, I, just, it was, I thought it, it was also a little bit strange that he flipped so quickly on his love, though, on the woman to forgive her. It did kind of like, oh, you've got an excuse. Sure, good enough. You know, <laughs> you know how much power, how much willpower that must have taken to have that woman in the carriage and still deny her. Oh my god! Hand and her, yeah. her, her throwing herself at him, and he's a better man than me, oh, bro. God, I'll be honest with you, he's a better. I would have taken a hall well, pass. He's there. he's yeah. clearly been very upset about like her betraying him, right? And man, if she's married to Ferdinand at this point, maybe she was part of the plot. Yeah. Maybe like, at to that get him point, arrested, yes. like because he, he doesn't know. know. He doesn't he know doesn't yet, know. right? He doesn't know. People change. Because people change, you don't know how much she's changed because she's been around him. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, maybe, I mean, and and at this point, you got to realize like he's a lot more educated. He's definitely thought this through a lot, mm-hmm. and maybe that's an angle he had never considered. Like, oh my my woman who I wanted to marry, my fiance to be, or my wife to be, was you know the one who orchestrated this all, or somehow was involved with it and put me behind bars, and that's why she did yet 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 all this different shit. But so. So let's rewind it real quick back to the prison. Yep. So yep. when he escapes the prison, we talked about the the cave in in their little tunnel, and mm-hmm. he figures out that his best option to get out is to leave as the abbe. So he basically, in the time it takes for them to come see the abbe and then put him in the put him in the sack and then leave to go get someone else to go to go to get the warden. So he can go ahead and grab it and they can grab the sack. He takes the abbot out of the bag, puts him in his room, and then he jumps into the sack so he can be thrown out into the ocean or wherever, taking off taking off property. He doesn't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen some way. He's going to be able to escape. I got to say, that was way more than I would have done. <laughs> I would have pushed that old dude down in the hole and covered it up and called it a day. He didn't yeah. need to go all the way back to my room. I, I don't no think point. so either. I would have just left him there. And that old like, man into a like, hole. What and is that it smell? Like, what is going on here? Like, I would have been the. I would have left the plate there, and then just fucking just left the left the old man dead in a fucking tunnel. And you know that's it. That's what's all I would have been doing. But the and then that is, line is, where he's like, it's the first time he hasn't said thank you in 12 yeah. years. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like he was sliding his plate back. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is like, yep. But he, uh, but then they, they take him out. And then we talked about it earlier in, in the podcast where, you know, they're swinging him on their thing. Should we say it on three? He's like, no, it's, 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 is it before three or is it like on three throw or is it like before three throw? And then we do a three, two, one, or what? Like I always say in the movie, like three, two, one, or is it on three or one? No, 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 on three, we throw. Oh, okay. And as they're doing it, he's in the sack and he sees that the, the warden has the keys and he grabs the keys and he just takes the warden back into the water with him. And there's just like, and he kills the warden. Oh, dude, it's a fucking great escape. And they're just like, they're not going to go after the guy. And they say that great line where they go, could have handled that better. And then <laughs> they just. They just watch this guy swim away and he swims to this island nearby. And they're what like, you, I'm not going to talk to people about this shit. Well, he doesn't what do you exist. think happens next? He what exist. do you think happens next at the prison? Without like, I know that he eventually comes back. I know he eventually comes back and he buys the land and all that stuff right at the end of the movie. I got it. But like, <sighs> I suspect in like any other case, the warden is probably the only one who could read and write. And so 
he's going to keep getting mail and those idiots there are not going to be writing back. I don't know. Maybe there's somebody who comes from the government. There's supplies. That's what it is. Maybe something. And then they'll just word of mouth it from there. I mean, like, yo, you need to let someone know that. But they're not going to say he drowned. They're going to say that he just died of, like, natural causes. Because at that point, he'll be dry. They'll have taken him out of the water. He'll be sitting in something in his bed. And they're just like, oh, he just died. And we just haven't even. Because we know how to read or write. So we're just waiting for the shipment to come in next. And we'll let you guys know. Keep business as usual. I'll be the new warden. Yeah, or yeah, I, I think that's basically how it would have happened. Because they're not yeah. gonna fucking tell someone, oh yeah, someone escaped and they killed the warden on the way out. So yeah, we're yep. good. We're good. There you go. That's how but it plays then out. It comes to one of the better scenes, small scenes. Enter from left curtain side. Jacopo <laughs> and Luigi Vampa. Luigi Vampa, what a great I mean, character! Both of us. That's a great scene because it's such a small scene. It's not a big scene, but it basically explains both people to you right up front. It's a great mm-hmm. scene of exposition, just quick. It's just a quick scene. A very charismatic Bro. character too, right? That's that's what kind of his storytelling is. Joking nature. Yes. Yeah. Love it. It's it's. But then, of course, you know, like they, he's like, he's like, oh, you know, and what does he say? Like, oh, I'd be more than happy to kill your friend, the maggot. I see a sailor's life for me. Well, and he's always got, from then on out, he's always got, you know, a a guy who rides the, the edge of legality and can be your, your, you know, goon for whatever it is, your muscle if you need it. Right. Yeah. Um, and Honestly, like I'm sure he was paying him well, so why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that I mean, work ethic never left him. The work ethic, no, uh, not even. work ethic never left him. Not a hundred percent, never left him. I mean, there was, there was, uh, like, like I love. They said so when they, I love the scene when they they get to, uh, they're in Marseille, and he goes to see Monsieur Morel. After he saved his life, he tried to kill him, but then oh, and then they, they, he goes around with Vampa and his crew. And he gets to Marseille and he goes to Morel. And then when he goes to Morel and he comes back and he tells him, I'm going to get a boat, all this stuff. And then when he goes to see him, he's like, okay, so I got us a boat, but I can only afford a skiff. I couldn't get a sloop. I mean, it's great. It's great. I mean, he's really trying to impress him. He's, he's trying to sell him. He's like, I was, I was like, it's great. But Satara, wait, Satara. Like, it's just like. Like I mean, it's just he didn't like, even care. He just needed no. any boat, anything. Any with boat, us. and then to get to the island where they'll have the treasure, and then, I mean, the amount of treasure, just it boggles my mind. Instant like I don't billionaire, like at, at absurd least. amounts of money. At least, like, whatever. and the funny thing is, like they didn't even try to space out the time frame from when we find the treasure and they're swimming around and they're loading up the boat and they're happy and dancing or whatever to the time that he starts like showing up and buying the mansion being buying a mansion well well just so you know between the time frame that he gets arrested and the time frame he's kind of on a crystal it's actually 16 years they mention it so he escapes in his 13th year of captivity, basically of being in prison, of imprisonment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he shows up in France three years later. So, so basically, like when he gets the treasure to when he shows up in France as the count is actually three years. 
he's probably been buying and doing all this crazy shit to build up his esteem for yeah, three years. That's whatnot. what he's doing, his status and shit. So, yeah, so there is some time. It's only three years, though. It's not a lot. But back then, that was a lot. Because but that's the thing. Like, they don't, they don't clearly no, they emphasize don't. that, I would say, right? And so, nope. like, you basically assume it's been a week since he broke out of prison from no. the time that he leaves with his son and I goes know. back and buys it, right? Like, they, they kind of run it pretty pretty much all together. Yeah, the montage. The montage kicks or that, in. that scene where, where Jacobo buys the, uh, the mansion. The he's like, good, he's good like, sir. Oh. I will offer you this to I'll buy your house. You I'll have you horse whipped. Oh, like, you know, it's just like, and he just shows him the money. Like all the coins fall out. He's like, okay, here you go. Here's the deed. Bye bye. And he still has the fucking butterfly net with him. Like, I mean, like, what the fuck? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude. I, was like, I was like, what that, the fuck it was is a good that? Job. You did a good job. <laughs> it's like the same day. Here's the deed. Have fun. I, Enjoy. I will note that was a questionable com- uh, costume worn by Louis. Uh, it was mine, right? <laughs> Louis Goosebumps. Like, the hair. The wig. The hair. The wig, yeah. the wig and the earring. Little, little yeah, the weird, wig and the quirky. earring. Don't think he's you can like, pull that oh. off. But... Oh, no, dude. And the best line is when he's like, oh, I have to have my revenge when they're on the island still before he becomes a count. And he's like, oh, he's like, I know what to do. I'll go to Paris. Kill, kill them all. Yes. Bam, 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 bam. How is this not a good idea? Like, as if it's like, yeah, I'll just assassinate them. You. you ain't got to work, do shit. I'll handle it. You just sit back and spend your money. It's all good. Let's just spend our money, man. And then it just it goes to show you about how rich he was. I mean, they must have had, I don't know, what, like seven, eight trunks on the boat itself? At least, and he said he had like another like ten boatloads. Boatloads, eight boatloads. Like boat yeah. I mean, I mean, they had fucking like possibly anywhere between eighty to a hundred treasure trunks, and those were big ass fucking trunks too. Dude, Full. yeah. How the fuck does that boat still? That was easily that like was four exactly. tons worth of gold. gold. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, and how did two of them? Two of yeah. them Carry basically take that. that out of the as water. Soon as, that, as soon as that box hit the bottom of the ocean, it was never coming up that way again. No, no, it was not. And then he's like grabbing it and throwing it in the air. Like, like you just he wasted money, crown, bro. Yep. <laughs> and he's wearing he's wearing a, a princess tiara a upside crown. down and that was shit. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> I love Luis Guzman, but he's great. But yeah, he really. Is. I mean, I mean, and then we have the party where he shows up in the hot air balloon. That and that is such an iconic scene. What behind the house and up and over, and you've got the four gymnasts coming down. Fucking G, he just says it's like a it's like a a, it's a quintessential John Woo moment. (laughs) All you needed was dubs. All you needed was dubs in the background. (laughs) And everybody in awe, right? When they see this count and And then he just walks up and goes, he goes. Greetings, and then he walks away. And they're all like, "Oh, okay, where is he?" <laughs> they just want to go see him and touch him. Oh my yeah, god! He's the, he's the hot shit, then, dude. Everyone he's, doesn't. Dude, no one's ever heard of him, and he just shows up like this. How do we not know who this guy is? And it's all cloud. Oh my god. All the motherfuckers are just chasing cloud at that point. They 100%. are a hundred percent, man. They're just chasing. They, they're, they're they're just chasing smoke. That's all it is because they want. They want to get in this guy's good graces. He's so fucking. He's so. I mean, I mean, we get, we know he's rich, 
but it's just it's so obscene outrageously rich dude. it's outrageously rich like well, that the- sequence where they they show his like driveway and it's just lined with dudes holding flags yes standing here for days holding a fucking flag that's their job you, were, you hired another hundred people for that <laughs> bro so so like so that's one thing that I did like in the book is they explain is like they give you an idea of how rich he is because he has Jacopo. Okay. But also he has these guys that are like his like other servants in the house, but they're all fucking killers. Oh, they're shit. all like super fucking soldiers from like, like, from Sounds like, like some India, dude. from like India and shit. But you don't think that. You think they're just servants, but they're all like guys who are like, like ninjas. fucking like, basically they, they, they yeah. like the Indian version of what Assassins. a ninja was. And they're all big dudes, and they're all just fucking just hanging around the fucking house, just standing there. You know, it's just it's wild, dude. Like you just we'll pay a bunch of assassins to chill Bro. at your house. Bro, just make sure it's that just, that happens. <laughs> it's just it just goes to show you like that time frame he had when he left the chateau, got the treasure, and like he just went around the world basically getting doing as much as he could to get as much fucking like revenue and, and armies and shit like that. It's just it's nuts. And then he's still getting fucking money from the island. Like Yeah, they're still they're still carting it away. And still- I gotta say that one of my favorite parts was Right, the very first time that you hear Edmund uh, speak as the Count of Monte Cristo, like whenever he's in that conversation, I think with uh, Villafort, I think. Yes, um, he's he's so like poised and like yes. eloquent with his words, and and like it's such a transformation for that character because the last yeah. time we heard him, he was he was a you know a washed up pirate, like barely had you know any bones left right he was just like skin and bones at that point and the way but he stands and the way he walks i mean it was carries just like, himself dude carries like, himself. and he's got that cane Comfort. dude mm, swagger bro bro it's such a good sequence it you're already rooting for this guy the whole fucking time because like one thing after another happens to him like it, even in the first 10 minutes when they're on the beach it's just like little things that you're like why is his friend this scumbag and why won't he just leave this woman alone why like, doesn't he see this he's so why oblivious he see this? for sure he's a, yeah. he's he conformist basically basically he doesn't want to rock the boat at that point at that point he doesn't want to rock the boat. when he receives the count he's like i fucking own the boat yeah and i'm going to sink it now. This is my boat. I'm going to sink it because it's fun. And I want to see you squirm. <laughs> and I mean, and then, okay, the, what he does to Donglar because he has that. So he, so we, we talk about, you know, the whole thing with Albert. What we find out later on in the movie is his son. But he does this whole, like, kidnap scenario with, we find out with Luigi Vampa. He does mm-hmm. this whole kidnap scenario just so he can get in the good graces of the Mondegos, so he can get close to them and he's got to be a swooping them. hero, right? Yeah, and I mean, the scenes that they show is, is great because I mean, you 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 know, as soon as he gets you know Albert out of there, he turns around, and he throws money to Luigi. He's like, "You guys did a great job." It's like, "Thank you, Your Grace," and you find out that it's Luigi mm-hmm. Vampa, and you're just like, "Oh shit, this guy!" It's just, oh my god. So many scenes. Well, with we Luigi we too. clearly we clearly really enjoyed that character, right? We did. Luigi Vampa, yeah, right? Did. And 
and and he had kind of a really short stint on the movie right it was just like meeting on the beach and then it was a couple little things here and there and then it was him getting off the boat in marseille yeah yeah and but but i mean in in those scenes we we definitely got understanding of who the person was like it wasn't like oh on that exit with like you always need a friend or whatever it was that exit really established that this guy's really on the right side he's you know on the up and up yeah he's a pirate but he's a good pirate We're naturally uh, attached he's, to him at that point. We want him to continue being present. And, you know, we see our character come back and like suddenly have all this power and, oh shit, he brought the good guy back. Yeah, yeah like dude. Well, fuck yeah, dude. Let's keep going. And we don't just see him once. We see him twice because in the scene with Donglar where he fucks over Donglars, he basically puts... Donglar puts four chests on a wagon which gets carted away and then we find out that the person pulling the wagon is vampa and he's getting he's basically getting four cards i'm sure that was his payment i'm gonna get you some treasure here's four cards Mm -hmm. for you guys because the the money's irrelevant it's all about the revenge he can care less about the money as we learned of that and there's so much of it yeah there's so much it's like he has no other i mean in addition to all this stuff it's also really great how he's kind of like paying homage to the guy who gave him a shot. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah, not quite the same it. as him repaying the priest. Right. But the priest it's is true. gone. So it's kind of cool, dude. I love that. No, he did it, it. It's very cool. And, the, and so a cool thing with the books, with the book is that he plays the kind of Monte Cristo and Edmund Dantes. But in the book, he plays like this lawyer representative to help Monsieur Morel. So the book is wildly different. Wildly different. Like, Tell me, uh, how much more we're missing? Because I've read um, the the, uh, the Three Musketeers, but I have yeah. not read so, Count of Monte Cristo. So, Count of Monte Cristo, uh, also written by Alexandre Dumas. Dumas. He, uh, it basically was kind of like a novella. It it was it was he spaced it out in like a magazine or a newspaper, um, it was a, more of a magazine kind of situation where they just kind of he just kind of it, he he put, he put out like, like a different weekly every segments week. kind of thing. Like a, exactly, okay. it was a serial, it was a serial type of situation, and so like in the book he's also it's part the same of way this, that like, he did uh, no it was Conan Doyle that did Sherlock and they did the same yeah. thing yeah 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 and I think he did the same thing for Three Musketeers too I think he did that too maybe I don't know maybe. But either way, so the thing is that he played this his lawyer that was representative to kind of help out um, Morel, who was already weak and in dire straits because of what Donglars did to him. Um, so that was that was very close. But it wasn't Edmund that visited him. It was this lawyer character that Edmund played, saying that, oh, you know, like all this stuff. And, and he helps out Mr. Morel by not just leaving him money, he helps him out because Murrow was like waiting for a ship to come in from the Americas, but he got word that it had sank in the end. And then that's why Don Glar took over and he got pushed out. And so in the end, when he screwed Don Glar, he, uh, he, he was able, he built, he rebuilt the ship. This is how much money he has. He rebuilt the fucking ship and loaded it with the cargo that he was expecting to have. That's this how fucking Merle. much money that like, count he had. just rewound time and just replicated what was supposed to be there? Yeah, because the ship had sunk when it had left the States. That's what he was told. 
but apparently it wasn't the case. Like it got lost in transit or lost at sea, and then it got back to this. It got back to Marseille with with all the cargo. But it was really like he. It later. did get sunk. Yeah, it it really like it got sunk, and it sunk. And so what the count did is just he just rebuilt the fucking ship and loaded Jesus it with Christ. all the cargo. That's how much money he fucking has. So on top of that, okay, there's that part. The other thing is is that the Madame Villefort character is bigger in the book because she is trying to poison her daughter, her stepdaughter, because she actually is not Villefort's first wife. She's actually his second wife. Oh. And she has an older daughter. He has an older daughter. And then Villefort has a son with her. So she wants to get rid of her because he wants the inheritance. So she tries to poison her and she's in little girls also because this is how it is. But the little girl who's like 16 at this point is in love with Morel's son who is, he doesn't have a son in the movie. He has a granddaughter, but like in the book, his son is in love with Villefort's daughter. And wait, so he, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, Which one is Villefort, it's the whole thing. Villefort is the lawyer, the lawyer, the corrupt lawyer. lawyer. The corrupt, the corrupt lawyer, lawyer that puts him away. Yeah. The corrupt lawyer that puts him in jail. Yeah. The, wait. So the dude that that's burned the, the guy letter. who the, his, his, okay, burned the letter. His dad yeah. was the Napoleon. Yes, 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 yes. That's Villefort. So in the book. There's a whole Villefort, arc with his daughter? Oh, no, yeah, dude. The thing is, is that oh in the gosh. book, in the book, this is what they did in the movie that they didn't do. They didn't do, they did this in the movie because of the book, because they wanted to be. More because there's a lot. The book has a lot. I am not gonna lie. There's a lot that goes on in this book. The book is like five, six hundred pages. It's a big fucking book. It's not a small book at all. You mean it's longer than Treasure Island? Because that was a oh, a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent longer than Treasure Island, in my opinion. But so the thing with the book was that because it was such, it it, it was all serialized and taken over such a long span of time. Like there's a lot that goes on in the book that doesn't go on in the movie, and that's one of the things is that. I guess for Western audiences, they wanted to update the story a little bit more. And it was better to deal with Albert and Mercedes and Fernand and Vilfour and Danglars than to add in also Vilfour's daughter. Yeah, it, it dilutes it. Vilfour's wife. Yeah, it'll dilute it. And so. I totally forgot that I had the book on my yeah, shelf. Yeah, read the right book. Read me. the book, dude. It is 509 yeah. pages on this edition. And I'll give you. I have another. I have one here. In my I got another. Oh, one here there's more. Copy. He's got two. I no, oh. this is an old copy of Treasure Island, and this is uh, the lengthy version, and it's 263 pages. So yeah. it's a little bit longer of a read. <laughs> it's folks. a little bit longer, but so in the so in the book, like I said, he like Vilfort's daughter is in love with Morel's son, and they and and then uh, instead of Albert being his son, he doesn't know. That Albert is, if, if, if I don't think they even had that. That was something I think that was done for the movie to kind of give it. Some oh, really? The guys, because in the book it is Fernand's son called Albert de Morcef with Mercedes, and when Mercedes finds out that he's alive, she is so heartbroken and so feels so guilty. She doesn't go to him in the book. She decides to go and live in her parents' apartment or in his parents, his dad's apartment in Marseille to live out the rest of her life in solitude as a nun 
It's how dramatic this fucking book is. There's clearly some good choices that were made. You know, like, honestly, uh, if if we were left with the reality that, you know, our protagonist was about to have to murder a child. Yeah. That would be a rough story to be able to tell. And instead, we've got a much cleaner bow that we can put on. And and the only reason that she kind of like, I guess, kind of survived out of it because he would pay for her for the rest of his life. He said he would pay for her living there for the rest of her life. And that was because in the book, he was actually going to kill Albert. Because that would have well, been revenge on her. Not Fernand. Fernand was the whole not, business and everything. If, but for if her, it would have been your, to kill her son. Yeah, but if it's not your son, and yeah. this, yeah. I mean, honestly, especially in the era that this time the story takes place, uh, he's an adult. He's a grown man, right? He's uh, essentially capable of being out on his own from here on out. Well, he's not a kid anymore, and he's not your kid. Well, that's just another target for revenge, honestly. Yeah, but exactly. whenever that, you don't paint this picture to, if if you don't have to paint this picture around your lost love as somebody that could be redeemed. You need to murder everybody. That's how yeah. the revenge goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna fence you to death. Yeah, kill them all. Let God sort them out. That, 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 so that's that's what it was. And then so at the end of the book, it ends the same way where Chateau Deep, but instead of it being his son and Mercedes and Jacopo, it's I don't know what happens to Jacopo. I think Jacopo is still hanging around, but it's Monsieur Morel's son. I'm your man. Yeah, it's Monsieur Morel's <laughs> son and Valentina. Villefort, or not Valentina Villefort, like Eloine, Eloine Villefort, I think is her name. And she is about to marry Morel, and basically they are living with the Count at this point. It's it's hmm. this whole thing. It's 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 he crazy. like adopts him, takes him under his wing. Basically, yeah, he adopts Morel's son, adopts her, and basically becomes her father figure, and then Morel becomes, starts working for him, and all this kind of stuff. It's It's a it's a while. It took me like two years to finish the book because it was like I got kind of like I was tired of reading it because it was a lot. But but yeah, it's super dramatic. But the movie, in my opinion, honestly, is better than the book because it's it's simplified. Because there's a, it's lot. a lot more digestible. Yeah, it is. It is a lot more digestible, and so that's why in this movie because it's simplified in the sense that okay, we have Albert, we have Danglars, we have Fernand, and everybody gets their comeuppance. Except for Mercedes. Mercedes ends up stabbed or shot. Well, yeah, but she gets fucked in her own way. Nah, it's the plague. (laughs) (laughs) She gets a dicking down, as we say in the business. What what business? (laughs) The business. She gets the business. Yes. Um, Yes. But no, but yeah, but I mean, when we find really out that good, that's all the case, yeah. Really, really good camera work, really good shots and locations <laughs> that were selected, some gorgeous, really scenic gorgeous. aspects, right? I thought I, I've always really enjoyed the uh, that little, I don't know what you would call it, like that alcove, that crumbling castle that they have these yeah. final scenes in whenever they finally get to kill Ferdinand. Um, that was the Mondego family estate. Because remember, he said, "Oh, we'll take, we'll take, we'll t- send them to Mondego in his estate." Yeah, there you go. Right, and and like it's just a really, uh, the the scene didn't matter with the content that we were getting at that moment, 
And so something very simple, an open field with like some ruins in it. Stables. Dude, why not? Great. Great choice. Great. And and they they did it over and over again. You know, like Chateau Deef was this abysmal box looking castle on a cliff. And that was it. There was nothing it's, left for it's, it. And it's great. It's great. Uh production design because it's supposed to make you feel oppressed like it looks oppressive. exactly it 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 didn't it did okay so for example you know we the, uh an equivalent i would say is like when it, do you remember i forget which one of them it is it's one of the pirates of the caribbean's movies where they go to that prison and everybody's like hanging in cages and it's like yeah. this. you know it, it's really played up it is absolutely a pirates of the caribbean ride exemplified on film right uh-huh. and so like it's overplayed it's over you were oh my gosh it's actually a prison it's a dungeon yada yada and like they didn't need to play all that up because it was just heart-wrenching watching this great kid get pinned and thrown in and like have seemingly no way out i mean it was basically totally just well done it's essentially just a, a death sentence because you're not going to get out of that room. It's all stone. The entire room is stone. Like, where are you going to go? Yep, yep, yep. I agree. Now, the so, only thing I will say is that with the whole digging aspect of the scene, I mean, like, he has a window. All they had to do was make a left turn, and they would have... <laughs> Well, that presumes that there wasn't like, because he was trying to hit the cliff wall. Remember, he wanted to not be seen at ground level. He wanted to come out and just look down and there be ocean. Yeah. And who knows what direction that that window was facing because you couldn't tell. It was just sky. Oh, my God. I don't know, man. But that was crazy. I was like, could I just make a left and just kind of go to the wall? I mean, that the wall? That was the wall, I think, wasn't it? Just make a left, dude. Just a left. Just make a left, bro. You, you, you cut, you'll cut that time in half, man. It's like three years. <laughs> three years. years. Three years. <laughs> so, but anyways, I don't know, dude. I mean, all right. Is it that time? Go? Let's go. Let's go to our ratings. Um, I'll okay. go first. I'll go first. Yep. I'm going to give this one. Uh, I'm going to stick with IMDb. I'm going to give it a 7-7. Seven, seven. It's not perfect in any way, but it's super enjoyable. I watch it. I love it every time I see it. I enjoy it every time I see it. So I'm going to give it a 7.7, dude. All right. All right. Elias, how you feeling about oh, it? I'm doing eight and a half. Eight and a oh, half. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm feeling generous this last two uh, podcasts. I just, <laughs> enjoy, dude, I, when I love things that focus on character development, the good guy, yeah. the evolution, the growth, the good guy winning it all. Um, the bad guy just losing all his shit. I mean, that's the quintessential positive ending that one's looking for. That's that's that hits high with me, man. Eight and a half. I totally give. I totally agree. Um, and I gave it an even better rating. So how well it's made, um, I'm giving it a four. It's not perfect, but there are very few flaws. Um, And I feel like so much of what makes a really good film is really good writing and really Mm -hmm. good, um, like, like a base story to work from because you've got pretty, pretty good acting throughout this whole movie. There's really no bad acting that we see and the, the scenes are shot really well. There's not any kind of gratuitous camera work or anything like that. So I think it's really made really well. It's my point. So I'm going to give it a four. And then how much I liked it. 
I'm going to like a 4.6, dude. That's uh, an 8.6 for me. I don't even regret it. It's really a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, that brings dude. our average to uh, 8.26 for this movie. And that <laughs> means that it is dead on tide with the movie Heat. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You guys, you guys want to know something funny. So I was just like going doing like a little deep dive on some of the actors. So the guy who played Luigi Vampa, his name is JB Blanc. He's half French, half English. Okay. I was looking at his credits. He has 345 credits to his name. What? Wow. Most, most of these, just so you know, is a lot of it is video games. Okay. He's a voice actor. So That's serious. He's a vo- he's a, he's, there's, there's a lot of voice acting looks like. He's in World of Warcraft. I mean, he's in fucking Dota, Dragon's Blood, the, the, the TV series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's in Crisis Core. He's in Hogwarts Legacy. He's in Star Wars Jedi Survivor. The character he plays, Scuba Stev, is this weird alien that has a Scottish voice. Great fucking character. He's fucking hilarious the entire I time. I swore you said Scuba Steve there for a Well, second. that's what his name is. That's, it's, it's what he is. He's, his name's Scuba Stev. Scuba Stev. And he has like, but it's, 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 he's like this weird alien that jumps in water and gets fish. He tries to get fish for everybody in the in in the in the in the, in the, in the area, and it's just it's a weird character. But he, right it's called Scuva Stev. That's his name. But he's also Scuba. in the Diablo Four. Stev. He's in Genesis oh Survivor. God. By the way, is a fucking great game. It's a great fucking game. If you guys can play it. Watch it. It's great. It's not my top shelf, but it's worth your time. If you've played Jedi Fallen Order, it's a great sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Is, it's awesome. Well, why don't we get onto that topic? What is your top shelf? My top shelf this week actually is the second season of The Lincoln Lawyer on Netflix. All right. If you guys have never seen the show before, it's okay. It's a book. It's a series of books written by an author named Michael Connolly. He actually has another show on Prime called Bosch, which actually was a, a, one of my top shelves back in the day. It's it's a cop show. It's a detective show on Prime. It's a great. That's a great show. If you've never seen it, it's amazing. They have that's like seven seasons. That's what the guy seasons. that was in Lost, right? He was like God in the last season of Lost. I don't know. Lost. I don't know. I know he played. I know he played. I know he played. Uh, I know he played uh, Death. You know, he played War in Supernatural. He, that's who he played. He played War, one of the four horsemen in Supernatural. But if you see him, yeah. But like he, 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 he has two. He has a few series of books with different uh, characters, and this is one of those characters. This character is called the Lincoln Lawyer, which actually was a movie with Matthew McConaughey. He played the same character in a movie, Matthew McConaughey. Um, but the series is great. It stars this actor who's um, he's actually I, I believe he's I don't know if he's Mexican or Colombian, but he was actually in that movie The Six with Ryan Reynolds on Netflix, and he's oh, this uh, yeah, Hispanic yeah, yeah. actor. He's a suspect actor. I forgot his name, but he plays Mickey Holler, the Lincoln lawyer, who everyone knows the Lincoln lawyer. And the first season is great. The second season is fucking phenomenal. So if you can watch it, watch it from the first season. It's only about 10 episodes each season, but they're worth your time because the twists and turns that the story takes and what he does and how he gets through cases and all that kind of shit. It's they're great. It's it's awesome. It's an awesome show. Awesome show. Man, that actually sounds delicious. I am looking it's, forward it's to it. It's actually really good. I told, I told I my to wife to watch it. you start with the first season, though? You should. 
You should. You should start okay. with you get the character so. intros. I've, I think I've yeah. watched one or two episodes. He's, he's divorced it. from his wife, but she works yes. with him. He's got well, a new wife. With, oh, yeah. He has, though, he has, he has two ex-wives. His first ex-wife, which is played by Nev Campbell, okay? She is a district attorney for the city of Los Angeles. She's a state district attorney for the city of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then his second wife... His second ex-wife is his receptionist and uh, and assistant yep. <laughs> in his practice, and she's fucking the best. She's amazing. So, like, they know him so well, which is and, and they, they have a great. They all three of them have a great relationship. It's hilarious, dude. And his his investigator is dating one of his ex-wives, right? His, his investigator is dating his assistant, who is his ex-wife. Yeah. And he and whenever they call him on his phone, it says either first wife or second wife. <laughs> that's what it says on his cell phone it's, I mean there's a lot of little things with the show that's just great it's a great show it's written very well the acting is very good I mean I mean, the, the, the pacing is great I mean it's just it's it's a great show I can't wait for the third hopefully they green light at third season because the second season was just phenomenal phenomenal oh man I'm, I'm... I might. I'll, watch I'll at least check out the trailer. I'll check out. The Start trailer. watching it. Start watching it. Start watching it. It's worth your time. Elias, tell me what you got, man. What's oh your my god! So I, before jumping on here, um, yeah, I told you guys I, I watched Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. So, so I've, you your know, favorite. I went on vacation with the family. I've been working on the home uh, remodel, so I haven't had a lot of time to sit down and watch anything. And I'm sure I've watched a ton of crap because time just flies on on your phone and on your iPad, but. I hate using the word top shelf, but I watched Oppenheimer Man, and I was disappointed. <laughs> I was so so fucking disappointed. I I enjoyed like the first half of the movie, but it almost reminded me of AI, where oh. the movie was like perfect up until like two thirds of the movie was perfect, and then you get that last hour, you're like, why the fuck did you invest in this last hour? Like you could chop. I've the heard that alien. a lot. I've heard that a lot. I've heard that the first two hours are amazing. It's fantastic cinema, but the yeah. last hour is just like it like falls flat, and you're just like, yeah. oh. You get some, you know, you get some titties. You get, you know, and I'm I'm big into like science, so you've got all these Nobel laureates that you get introduced, and you're like, these guys are larger than life physicists and scientists. You're like, holy fuck, that's awesome, that's crazy. And then you get into this Robert Downey Jr. essentially attacking. Oppenheimer and trying to track back his communist ties to the party and why he should be banned from future work or secret work in the scientific field with the government. That was that they just totally lost me at that fucking trial. So I feel like those are, two, those are two really relevant points to that person's story that ought to yeah. be told, but they're really different arcs and they're really hard to tie together. Yeah, and that whole scene with 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 Robert, the, the, the whole comedy is all black and white, right? Because yep. the rest of the movie is in it color. Is. But that whole that whole aspect of that scene is in black and white. So everything that has to deal with the court case is in black and white. Yes, that is correct. And I did go back and I looked at some of the articles where they showed or they compared true life character, true life individual to character playing them, and they pretty much nailed like visually representing each one of those characters. Pretty accurately with an appropriate Except Matt Damon's Hollywood character. <laughs> Matt Damon, yeah. Matt Damon's Matt character Damon. was a little bit chubbier. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I heard. We, sh- we should review Team America on one of these next movies. 
That would be uh, <laughs> <laughs> these next podcast. Team America, fuck yeah! They just had it on uh, either on Max or on Showtime. I don't know. Which oh my one. god! But, uh, but yeah, man. I mean, it was good the for first the first two hours of Oppenheimer. Hours. That's your top shelf. But <laughs> after that, dude, forget it. <laughs> Fucking lost me. Uh, All right, Derek. What you got, got bro? I need to put that down on the list. First two hours of Oppenheimer. And then walk out. Just fucking leave. Show. Just fucking leave. That's it. You don't need to see it. Once they drop the bomb, just fucking yeah. right Once out. Once it blows, it's beautiful. Peace out. <laughs> Which is all practical okay. effects. Like he fucking loaded up so much dynamite, it's insane. <laughs> I'm not even God. joking. I'm for real, dude. To simulate uh... the nuclear bomb, like it's all practical effects. Like he dropped so much explosive just to get that look one time. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. (sighs) My top shelf. I was trying to look through my list of things that I've recommended, and I realized that I never brought... (laughs) I I haven't brought hentai yet. There's... There's not many great arcs out there. Okay. Um... But uh, I, I, I feel like I even gushed about this show before, but it's not on my list. So I'm going to give it to you. Uh, the Wheel of Time season one was you have, really... You have talked about it. You have talked oh, about it. Oh, man, that's a great show. And I, I suppose I maybe I just never made it one of my top shelves. I don't know. Yeah. This is a great, great show. I really good acting. Finished. Oh, man. If, if you haven't checked it out, it's called Wheel of Time. I... I believe that this is based on a book somewhere or a series it or is. something like it that. It is a series of books. Um, and frankly, it when it came out, it was what I was expecting the Willow reboot to be, mm-hmm. where the Lord of the Rings uh, kind of uh, fandom to come for, uh, come out for it. And man, it was way better than the Willow sequel reboot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which Willow was good actually. I enjoyed it. But they canceled it, dude. After the first season, I was so disappointed because they could have done so well, much I, more. I didn't like the reboot. I didn't think it was. You didn't like it? Because oh, well, I'm comparing it. it to these other shows that have come out recently, like oh, Wheel yeah. of Time, like I Lord of the you. Rings. And those you. two knocked it out of the fucking park, dude. Those two shows were incredible. So anyway, if I haven't given it to you folks before, The Wheel of Time, go check it out. It's a newer series, came out in 2021, and I'm sure they've got another season coming here in the next few months. But it's... Fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Rose yeah. Pike. I was just looking at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's in it. She's in it. I, I haven't finished watching that. I got to sit down and finish watching that. I got to finish watching The Expanse. And I got to sit down and finish watching Lord of the Rings because I haven't seen it. I, my daughter's like, wait for me to watch it. And then like, it's been six months and I haven't fucking seen it. I'm just like, I'm going to fucking watch it. I don't even want to worry about wait, it. Wait, wait. Have you not seen it? I've seen the first episode and it was too much for her. She was falling asleep. Because, dude, she's all into fucking oh, the summer. Wait, wait, wait. I turned okay. pretty. You're talking, about, you're talking about the show. You've seen the, the movies, show. is what you're saying. Oh, okay. I have all the movies. I, I have, I I have the extended very edition. I disappointed in you. No, no. I have, the ex- I have every extended edition. I have the Hobbit, all the Hobbit extended editions, and I have all the Lord of the Rings extended editions. So, you know, which I yeah. might pick one of those movies to watch. Like, I might throw down Return of the King extended edition. Let's talk Oof. about a four-hour movie. Let's roll. No, I'm just kidding. Dude, that was like a rough episode. That would be a six-hour episode. Yes, time for your pick, guy. What are you picking, my guy? Okay, so I feel like we've been doing this podcast for a while, and we're we're really getting up there in the episode counts, right? So we're we're approaching episode what seventy or something like that, somewhere around there. We're getting close. We're getting close anyway. Um, and so. 
I feel like it's time that we pass on to the next phase of a movie podcast and check a major milestone box of all the movies that have ever come out. And, and we haven't done this one yet. Back to the Future. Oh, yes! Dude, amazing. I was just oh. talking to my son about that today. I was just talking about how uh, Michael J. Fox was a secondary uh, Marty McFly because yeah. they had shot the initial... Uh, Derek Stoltz. He was shooting. He was shooting two things. What he was, was doing a uh, simple. What is that show he was on? Uh, family Ties. Family Ties. Ties. He was doing Family Ties during the day, and then shooting like Back literally drive from one state I, to the, one set to the next. Legit talking to my son about this probably six hours ago, and I was like, "Dude, uh, Michael J. Fox wasn't the original. It was another guy. It was darker." Eric Stoltz. Eric re- Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. They had to rewrite everything, and and he sold it. He stole the show. Oh my god! He, totally. Uh, okay. That's great. I'm so happy. We're going to talk so about that movie. this is a really, really incredible movie in all of cinema history. It's known as one of the best time travel movies ever made. And most people, I think, that say that are probably right. Um, there's so much good to this story that we can hash think, out, not to mention the impeccable sequel and tr- uh, the third movie as well. They're oh, all incredible. They're I all love. Incredible. I lo- that's my favorite one. My favorite one is Part Three. I don't know why, but I just really? I love Part Three the most. I just I love, love Part Three the most. It's really good, man. I just love, love Part Three the most. I don't understand it. I don't know why, but I do. When I watch them all, when they're on TV, Flying I'll, cars I'll, I'll stop. And rehydrated pizza. You sold I me get on it. too. I get it. I get it. But that was that's that's Goody's favorite movie that's my brother's favorite movie is the second one the second one of the three is the second one but of the three for me it's the third um, one i don't understand it i I, I, maybe because i love westerns i don't know i think i feel like everyone okay correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like everyone given the choice of only having one of those three movies they would all choose the first the first one is is just the best right i will talk about that we don't want to go too much into it yeah you're right you're right i'll hold this go ahead all right so yeah (laughs) next episode Back to the Next future, episode. folks. We're going to check yeah. it out. Word. If you don't know what year it came out, that's the power of love. 86. Yes. Yeah, good old <laughs> Huey Lewis in the news. All right, so you know we haven't done a quote in a while, so I'm going to go ahead and throw a quote. Uh, there's a lot of quotes, and most of the quotes are basically conversations, but there is one quote that Napoleon puts out that is perfect representation of this movie, and it's kings and pawns, marshal, emperors, and fools, which is perfect. Perfectly represents every single person in this movie. You can tell who's a king and who's a pawn, who's yeah. an emperor and who's a fool in every yep, single aspect of this motion picture. So, all right, everybody, that's the show. We'll see you guys next time when we talk about Back to the Future. Peace. <laughs>